0: Direct. BYU Baseball heads back to the diamond.
1: There's a ball hit very deep. Left fielder looking up, going back at the wall. It's out of here. And the backcats are swinging for the fences. Center fielder going back. He's not going to get there. It's time
0: for BYU Baseball on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Live coverage of BYU Baseball is brought to you by Loop Duck, Reinhardt Oil, Chip Cookies, Sag Chevron, Foot Insurance, and Revere Health Orthopedics. Now, to get you ready for the first pitch, here's Brent Norton.
1: Live from UCC Ballpark in Orem, Utah, BYU Cougar Baseball is back on the air as the Cougars and the UVU Wolverines for the second time this year. The Cougars beat up the Wolverines pretty good in game one by a score of 9-3 in Provo. This will be the last meeting between these two teams. Brent Norton along with Tuckett Slade here tonight in a very cool Orem. I'm telling you, the wind's blowing. And it is cold out there as everybody's bundled up. and uh, But the sun's out. We're going to get nine innings of baseball again in at least here tonight. And Tuckett uh, should be a fun night.
2: Yeah, it should be a great night. Like you said, it, it's a, a beautiful-looking night. Sun's out. Just a lot of wind out there, which makes it chilly. But, hey, anytime you're playing uh, a crosstown rival, it's always an exciting day, and we're excited to play today.
1: Well, the Cougars really dominated this series. They've won 26 against UVU and only lost nine. But like you said, anytime they get together, you never know. And it's usually a pretty good ball game. Cougars really dominated the Wolverines last year. But uh, this year, Wolverines a much improved team. Uh, Cougars coming in, getting ready for the Pe- Big Pepperdine Series. They'll leave tomorrow for uh, Malibu. And uh, so a lot on their line, just like last week for BYU. They, they won three or four last week, uh, looking to do the same kind of thing this week.
2: Yeah, it's a, it's a big game. Like you said, the, the UVU is playing great baseball. They went into UC Irvine and took two games this year. They went into Mississippi State, and they just opened up their $60 million facility there, and they, they won one game and had a chance to win two. So they're a much-improved team. They play hard, and that's the difference between last year's and this year's team. So it's going to be a battle, and, and they always play better here, the confidence they have here. So it's uh, one, of those, one of those games that if you, if you look past, they can get you. So you've got to come in here ready to play.
1: Played a very good schedule. They started at USC. They, they beat the Trojans in the first game 5-1 to one before losing two close games against USC down in Los Angeles. So this team has played a very, very good uh, schedule. UC Irvine, always a great team. And Mississippi State, of course, uh, was ranked number 21. The Cougars also uh, played a great schedule at one time, the toughest schedule in the nation, as they started at uh, Cal State Northridge, went over to Hawaii, straight to Auburn, who's now a top-ten team. And uh, so both these teams have really loaded up their schedules, trying to improve their RPI to have a better chance to get into the tournament at the end of the year.
2: Yeah, they really have. Both teams have done what they're supposed to do as far as scheduling non-conference opponents. Some teams can get away with, you know, not scheduling great teams, but both teams have been on the road a ton, played some good contests, and kind of getting them ready for conference play. I think uh, UVU opens up conference play this weekend.
1: Well, we're going to send it back for a timeout, be back with uh, a little more pregame and the opening pitch right after this on your new skin BYU Sports Network.
3: What's up, Cougar Nation? This is uh, Keaton Kringland outfielder on the BYU baseball team and you are listening to the new skin BYU sports network go Cougars
1: all right back here at UCC ballpark in Orem just a few moments before the opening pitch let's go over the starting lineups first for the uh, visiting BYU Cougars uh, Brendan Anderson will lead it off he'll play at second base he'll be followed by Brian Sue. The first baseman for BYU, Daniel Sneeman will bat third and play a shortstop. Brock Halo will clean up and uh, play in right field. Keaton Kringlin, the DH, bats fifth. Nate Pivero at third base, bats sixth. David Kloss the catcher, bats seventh. Jared Perns will get the start in center field, bat eighth. And Mitch McIntyre in left field will bat ninth. And pitching tonight for the uh, BYU Cougars is Bo Burrup. Burrup, uh, one win, one loss for the junior out of uh, Pocatello, Idaho, 6-5. 225 pounder. For the uh, UVU Wolverines as they take the field
3: Trevor Howell will lead it off he'll
1: play at shortstop. He'll be followed by David Modler, the second baseman Trevor Peterson the center fielder bats uh, third Jackson Overland will play in right field. He'll bat cleanup the DH uh, Ryan Eastburn will bat uh, fifth Kate Polson bats sixth at third base Drew Sims will be the catcher. He'll bat seventh. Payson Hayes will be the first baseman. He'll bat eighth. And Michael Beltran will be in left. He'll bat ninth. And pitching tonight for the Wolverines is Paxton Schultz. Schultz one win, uh, one loss. This will be his seventh appearance. This will be his first start of the year. He's thrown 12 innings, giving up 14 hits on a day that both uh, coaches are going to use their bullpens a lot getting ready for big-time conference action coming up uh, this weekend. The uh, Wolverines will play UT Rio Grande Valley Thursday, Friday, Saturday here in Orem. And, of course, the Cougars head down to uh, Pepperdine where they'll play uh, Thursday and Friday, 4 o'clock here local time and uh, 2 o'clock Saturday local time against the uh, Waves of Pepperdine. Cougars have broken out their anthracite uh, uniforms tonight. First time we've seen those this year. They're kind of that charcoal gray. Again, the only problem I have with them is the is the uh, numbers kind of hard to see. But uh, pretty nice look as the uh, Cougars get ready to uh, bat here in the uh, top of the first inning. Brendan Anderson will lead it off. He'll be followed by Brian Sue and then Daniel Steeman. Defensively, Payson Hayes at first base, David Modler at second, Trevor Howell at short, Caden Paulson is at uh, or Kay Paulson is at uh, third base. Left fielder Michael Beltran, Trevor Paulson, uh, Peterson in center, and Jackson Overland in right. Drew Sims behind the plate, and Paxton Schultz on the hill, and we're ready for baseball. As Brendan Anderson steps in against Schultz, first pitch inside ball one.
2: Yeah, I really need to get B. Anderson, get going again like he did towards the, you know, the start of last week where he really carried this team offensively.
1: Anderson steps back in. Here's the 1-0 pitch. Anderson fouls this one down the first base side. A cool and windy evening. Wind blowing directly out to center field. Very small ballpark here, especially down the lines. As the Wolverines and the Cougars do battle for the second time this year, that pitch is down low ball two. It's 3.05 down the left field. Line. They don't even list the right field line because it's shorter than yeah. that. I think it's less than 300 feet down that right field line.
2: Definitely a short porch in all, both corners here.
1: Then a huge deep outfield. Pitch to Anderson, and that's up high, ball three. Umpires today, Blake Jensen behind the plate. Uh, Randy Upton at first base. Jeff Fluff down at third. As we have just started here in Orem. Anderson takes that one inside, and Anderson draws a leadoff walk.
2: Yeah, nice way to start for the Cougs. Nice to see B being selective. He's usually over-aggressive and Brian really wants Sue. to hack early, but nice to see him see a few pitches
1: early. He's normally not what you would consider a prototypical leadoff guy because he is pretty he's a free swinger, he no really doubt is, about yeah. it. Good at bat right there by Anderson. As Brian Sue. Steps in, 386 hitter. He leads the Cougars with that batting average. Also has three home runs and 13 RBIs. And the first pitch to Sue's high and tight ball, one. Left fielder Michael Beltran is literally about two feet away from the warning track out there and left. With that wind blowing, I'm telling you, uh, we could see some fireworks here tonight if somebody's able to lift the ball. Cougars normally hit very well in this ballpark.
2: I think everyone hits well in this yeah. ballpark.
1: Here's the 1-0 pitch to Sue, and that drops in for a strike.
2: You looked at their scores against uh, Northern Colorado this week, and they were winning 14, 15-14 and 12-9 and a lot of high-scoring games.
1: Yeah, 15-8, 15-14, the, the doubleheader games on Saturday. Wolverines won both of those games. Wolverines hitting 270 as a team. Cougars hitting 284 as they come into action tonight. We'll keep you updated on other West, Com- West Coast Conference scores as uh, most teams are playing tonight. Pitches over for call strike two. In fact, we've got a final. Nevada beat Santa Clara in Reno 5 3 today. And Santa Barbara at Pepperdine leading 3 1 that game in the sixth. Inning. Tuesday seems to be the, the day when uh, most of these non-conference games take place. And here's the 1-2 to Sue. Ball grounded foul down the third baseline. BYU pitched it very well last week. I think they only gave up about six earned runs to Gonzaga. Just really had that one bad inning in the eighth.
2: Yeah, one inning in the, in the game there. three or else they'd have been a sweep.
1: Yeah, they had that thing under control and then still had a chance. Battled yeah. back in the bottom of the eighth and just couldn't come up with a big hit with the runners at first and third base. Quick throw to first base, Anderson back in. Brennan, four stolen bases on six attempts this year for BYU. Cougars, 18 steals in 23 attempts. And here's the pitch to Sue. That's down low. And the count goes to two and two. Big kid behind the plate, uh, Drew Sims.
2: Hey, he's a freshman, but uh, he loves a throw. He's got good arm action, likes to throw. He hasn't thrown a ton of guys out this year, but he has a real strong arm. it be tough to steal on him.
1: Two balls, two strikes, another throw to first, and again, Anderson back in safely.
2: This is a tough time to hit with. You have the shade at home plate and the, the sun right where the, the mound is.
1: Yeah, About halfway to the mound is the shade from the uh, grandstand. So it is a kind of a hitter's nightmare right now. 2 2 pitch. There. Anderson, little one hopper out toward the third baseman. Sue to first base, and he is safe at the bag. Infield single for Sue. Ball hit right off the end of the bat. And uh, Kate Polson came in and made a good play, but Sue, with a good speed, able to beat it out.
2: Yeah, just one of those where you put it where they couldn't get there in time. But I tell you, when you're hot like, like Brian Sue is right now, it, it seems like you just find a hole everywhere.
1: Really a bang-bang play at first base. Very close play. And the Cougars threatening here in the first with Schneeman stepping in the shortstop. Daniel leads the Cougars with 19 RBIs. He's hitting 295 on the year. Schneeman batting from the left side. Has one home run this year. And here is the first pitch up. Ball is bopped right back to the pitcher. Schneeman not sure if he was trying to drag that ball or bunt for a sacrifice, but he really just didn't focus and uh, get the ball down, popped it right back to the pitcher.
2: Yeah, I mean, interesting. It looked like he was trying to push it towards second it the way that he went did. at it and yeah. just popped it straight up.
1: Brock Hale steps in. He's a dangerous hitter. He's got seven home runs this year, 18 RBIs, and this ballpark is made for Brock Hale. Overland again from the stretch. Here's the pitch. Over for a strike. Hill and 84 at-bats. The seven home runs, eight doubles. He has 27 hits to lead the Cougars. And he scored 21 times.
2: Yeah, there's not too many parks that are too small for Brock Hill or too big. And this is definitely a one where he can miss one down the line and Get himself a home run.
1: Pop-up, especially in these conditions. Yeah, The only park that might be a little too big big for Brock, and it's too big for everybody, is down at uh, Les Murakami in Hawaii.
2: He never wants to go back there, that's for sure. He'd
1: probably have 12 home runs right now if he'd been playing anywhere else.
2: He probably will.
1: (laughs) He probably would have, that's for sure. No balls in a strike to Brock. And the pitch from Overland and Hale. Fouls pitch. Looked like it was off the plate. Fouled it straight back, and uh, Hale quickly behind in the count, 0 and 2
2: Yeah, kind of just a defensive swing right yeah. there with the ball running away, which is interesting because you're still in an 0-1 count, which is an aggressive count, but maybe didn't pick it up out of the, the hand very well.
1: Kringlin on deck. Cougars trying to take an early lead here at UCCU Ballpark in Orem. Game just started. If you're just tuning in, come on down. Here's the pitch to Hale. That's inside for a ball. Game being broadcast on ESPN 960. 94.5 on uh, BYU Radio, Cirrus Channel 143. And all the BYU apps. So uh, thank you for joining us here tonight. Should be a good game. One ball, two strikes. Here is Overland's pitch. That ball is lined down the right field line, just foul. Yeah, good
2: swing right there. Took the fastball away and just missed a, a double down the line. Actually, here it might not be a double. Could We'd be a to, long single. Yeah.
1: You know they don't even show what the uh, what the uh, how many feet it is down that right field line.
2: It looks it's, like it's like two eighty five, yeah, two ninety. It, yeah,
1: it's uh, it's it's not right, is what it is unfortunate they could have pushed home I, i've always said they could have pushed home play back 10 15 feet and made it a little bit more of a legitimate ballpark pitches up high yeah i agree paxton schultz is a six three, two hundred and five 205 pound sophomore out of orem high school so as we mentioned all in relief his appearances this year
2: Got a real power arm. That last pitch he threw was ninety-three.
1: Here's the two-two. Ball fouled off. Ninety-one on the fastball there from Schultz. He's really attacking
2: Brock. That's four straight fastballs. Which, you know, Gonzaga did the opposite. They yeah. they gave him a lot of breaking pitches because every fastball they threw to him this last weekend was hammered. So
1: interesting that they're attacking him right here. Schultz twelve strikeouts and twelve innings. He has given up five base on balls as Brock Hale steps back in. Anderson at second, Sue at first, and the pitch. That dan- ball is down low, ball three. That yeah, good battle here by Brock. Again, 91 on the fastball there from Schultz. wouldn't
2: see it very often, but I wouldn't be surprised if if the runners start running here in this situation. Brock doesn't strike out a ton and got good speed on the bases.
1: Anderson and Sue on the bases. And Schultz from the stretch. Here's the pitch. Hale hammers ball up the middle. Shortstop's got it on to second for one. The return to first end time for the double play. 6-4-3. Cougars are retired here. In the first. No runs, one hit. No errors. One man left. We're through a half an inning. Cougars nothing. And the Wolverines coming to the plate on your BYU new skin, BYU Sports Network. (laughs) Keaton Kringlin or, uh, I mean, the Cougars will take the field with Bo Burrup on the hill. Bo Burrup, one win, one loss on the year. And he will face uh, Trevor Howell, the shortstop, who just made a Really, a fine play out there at short to turn that double play off the bat of uh, Brock Hale. So, Burup gets the start here tonight. For Burup, it's his second start of the year, both uh, midweek games. Yeah. And this will be his 10th appearance. So thrown 11 innings, given up 18 hits. He's been coming Two, on as of late. So Pitch much better than he did the first couple of weeks of the season. Yeah,
2: he really has. He's been doing much better. And really the only thing that's really hindered him is uh, fielding a bunt. Other than that, pitching-wise, has been fantastic.
1: Trevor Howell steps in. He's a 3 one hitter. Junior out of San Diego. And the first pitch from Bo Burrup is outside, ball one. Cougars with Favero at third. Sneeman at short. Anderson at second. And Sue at first. Hale in right. Perns in center. McIntyre. And there's a line drive into right field. That's going to be in for a base hit. Picked up by uh, Brock Hill and got the ball back in quickly and held Hal uh, to a single.
2: Yeah, Howell did a great job just slapping the ball down the line right there. Good job by Brock to cut that off.
1: David Bodner now, the uh, second baseman, will step in. He's a senior out of Las Vegas. Modler 5'10", 180. A 266 hitter as he steps in against the left-hander, Burrup. And the first pitch is down a little bit low. Ball one. Trevor Howell with a one stolen base this year. He's been thrown out a couple of times. As Burrup again from the stretch. Ball hit right out of Anderson. This could be two. On to Schneeman for one. The return to first end time for the 4-6-3 double play. Yeah, so both, both teams have t- turned two here early in the ballgame.
2: Yeah, great pitch right there by Bo. A little outside breaking ball that kind of forced him to hook it right where defense was for double play. And I tell you, Brennan Anderson's happy that ball was hit to him after last weekend. He wants the ball. He wants it to help his team win.
1: Trevor Peterson, center fielder, steps in. And he has one right back to Burp, off Burp's glove. Picked up by Anderson, throw to first. In time for the out. So 1-4-3 put out, and the UBU has retired here quickly in the first. No runs, one hit, no errors, nobody left. We're through one complete, no score, UBU and BYU on your new skin BYU Sports Network.
0: BYU Baseball is brought to you by Lube Duck. Quick oil change, emissions, and inspections. Now let's take you out to the ballpark with Brent Norton.
1: Keaton Kringlin will lead it off for the Cougars. First pitch, curveball over for a strike. Now a pitch in the dirt. And the count goes to a ball and a strike to the Cougar junior. Keaton's been swinging the bat well lately. Had a bunch of doubles in that Gonzaga series. Even battling that hamstring. Really swung the bat well, hitting 320 now, which I think is as high for the year.
2: It is, definitely.
1: A ball and a strike as Kringlin, the DH, steps back in inside for ball two. He'll be followed by Nate Favero and then David Claussen. Cool, windy evening here in Orem. Cougars and Wolverines finish up their two-game series tonight. As Schultz's next pitch to Kringlin, that ball's fouled off couldn't tell if that was a change, but it was 81 change or just a slow curveball, but Kringlin way out in front
4: of it.
2: Yeah, hard to tell from up here what the break action was that if it was side to side
1: or
4: or
2: up and down.
1: Two balls, two strikes to the Cougar DH. Kringlin. Kringlin will step out. That uh, shaded area is still just right at the feet of the pitcher now, so Pitch is still coming out of the sun. There's a ground ball right at the shortstop under the glove of the shortstop, Trevor Howell, and that'll be an error. Yeah, really, he really forced the action here. Came hard.
2: Yeah, he didn't need to. It's you know you don't With obviously know, you don't know your runner right now that right. it's kind of banged up. that They ain't gonna run full speed on a ground ball. So he, he comes charging hard and kind of put himself in a
1: bad hop. That'll bring Favero to the plate. Nate uh, sat the third game out Saturday versus uh, Gonzaga. And he will step in. And the first pitch to Favaro. Big swing and a miss for strike 192 on the fastball. There by Paxton Schultz. Well, Favaro, uh, he's the guy the Cougars really need to get going. His average has dipped all the way down to 217 on the year. Let's have 12 RBIs as Favero swings and misses again. 0 2 Nate Favero, 83 at bats, 18 hits, six doubles, a triple. And slugging percentage right now down around 300. So this is a guy that we've seen just absolutely light it up for BYU. Last year was a big part of that offensive machine. And here's the 0-2, and Pavero swings and misses. Three pitches and a strikeout.
2: Yeah, just three straight 91, 91, 92 mile an hour fastballs and just right by him.
1: David, David Claussen will now come up. Claussen, a 292 average. Sophomore out of Dana Point, California. Get another one that needs to kind of get it on track. To David was just... At seven home runs last year, still looking for his first one this year. Just kind of rolling over a lot of balls, just not really hitting the ball hard uh, here lately.
2: Yeah, it's just interesting to see when guys have to be the guy. You know, how can they respond? Last year, Claussen and and Favero were both just secondary-type hitters that were just in the bottom of the order and just had to put balls in play, and they were confident. This year happened to be like a leader-type hitter, and they just haven't put it together right now.
1: Well, you know they're still hitting about the same place they were last year, but they're, yeah. you know, the expectation I guess is so much higher. It is the pressure you put on yourself. Uh, you know, and, and baseball's such a mental game anyway. Here's the one-zero pitch to Clausen. That's over for a strike. I remember Clausen had a home run here last year that got up and over and onto the the uh, uh, the uh, freeway on ramp. Yeah, the on ramp out there. One ball and one strike. Wolverines have a right hander up throwing. As we've talked about, this is kind of a, a game of bullpens here today. Both teams want to use a bunch of pitchers to save their main guys for the weekend series. Give a good chance, maybe to put it another way, just a chance to get some innings in for some of your guys that haven't thrown as much.
2: Absolutely. It's a really good for opportunity for guys to really get a chance.
1: 2-1 pitch to Clawson. David takes that one outside ball three. And I know
2: as a hitter, I hated the staff days because you never got to see the guy but more than one time. So by the time, okay, I've seen it, well, you don't get to see it again because (laughs) the next guy's up. So it makes it tough to make the adjustment.
1: Three balls and a strike. Schultz's pitch. Clawson foul tips that one back into the catcher's glove, and the count goes full three and two.
2: Yeah, Schultz really has a lot of life up in the zone. His fastball just takes off up, and every swing – there's been a swing through on any fastball that's been up today.
1: Cougars, 26 wins against UVU all time. have lost nine. 3-2 pitch. Clawson foul. A pitch that was, uh, looked like about shoulder height fouled it straight back.
2: Well, that's the frustrating thing. Hey, in this situation, it's okay to take a walk. Get the next guy up. next guy up has been hot. Hey, you're not hitting great. You know, it throws you ball four, and, and you swing at it and put yourself in another bad situation.
1: Three balls, two strikes. Here's the pitch way outside, ball four. So Clausen walks. There's been an error in the walk in the inning. Schultz's second base on balls given up here through an inning and a third. And that will bring Jarrett Perns, and he has been hot, hitting 383 on the year. Hitting the number two slot against uh, Gonzaga on Saturday. And uh, moving now back to the number eight hole.
2: And he had a big double in that eighth inning that really got us going in that little comeback to try to come back and win there in the eighth. Just had some big hits. And and, and two weeks ago against these guys, he's the one that broke it open with the triple.
1: First pitch to Perns. Swing and a miss for strike one, 91 on the fastball. Perns uh, swung right through it. Mitch McIntyre, the freshman number nine hitter, is up uh, next for BYU. Cougars had base runners at first and second in the uh, first inning before grinding into a double play. And Perns that, takes that one over for a strike outside corner. 0 2 Impressed with uh, Paxton Schultz.
2: Yeah, pounding the zone and pitching confident.
1: Faced him last year as a junior. Looks like he's bulked up a little bit, got a little bit stronger, and uh, throwing the ball very well here in this start against BYU.
2: Yeah, he's a young arm that I expect to be a rotation arm for him here in the future.
1: Here is the 0-2. Burns pops it up. Playable infield fly rule called as the shortstop makes the play for out number two. Two men down, and that'll leave it up to McIntyre, the young freshman. Burns working on a 13-game hitting streak as he pops out for the first time, and McIntyre steps in. Mitch hitting 250 this year. He is starting in left field today. McIntyre, uh, 60 at bats uh, in his freshman year for BYU. has 15 hits, a couple of doubles, a home run, and seven RBIs. And the pitch is outside, ball one.
2: Yeah, real athletic kid that's still trying to figure himself out a little bit at the plate, kind of going the ups and downs of being a true freshman out there playing D1 baseball. But when he puts the ball on the ground, good things happen. He finds a way to get on base.
1: Land him to pull the ball, second baseman well over in the hole. He can hit up the middle should get through. Pitch is outside for ball two. You got Kringland at second base, it's really hampered by that hamstring. So in this ballpark, if you hit it in the gap, get it to the wall, it's a triple type ballpark. It really but, is. But down the line is is a double at best.
2: Yeah, that's that's being kind, that's for sure.
1: Here's the 2 0 pitch to McIntyre. That's uh, over for a strike.
4: So 2
2: 1 the count. Score, even though his hamstrings not great.
1: McIntyre fouls the straight back. 2 and 2 the count. No score here in uh, Orem, UCCU ballpark, BYU, and UVU. Cougars uh, 12-9 coming in. UVU is 9-12 coming in. Cougars won the first game 9-3 earlier this year in Provo. And here is the pitch to uh, Mitch McIntyre. Outside ball three. I was looking to see if it had the dimensions of the ballpark. A lot of times it does in their press releases. I used to know, but I know it's it's less than the left field line. Wolverines, of course, playing in the Western Athletic Conference. Uh, they were picked sixth in the conference. That pitch is outside ball four. So three walks given up by Schultz in the ball game. Kringlin to third base. Claussen to second. And Brennan Anderson will step in, but not before uh, the head coach, Eric Madsen, in his 10th year for UVU, out to talk to uh, Schultz. Boy, and I'll tell you, in this ballpark, you walk a couple of guys and one one bad pitch, and that's going to be it for Schultz. Yeah, looks like it. We're going to have a right-hander come in. We'll take a 90-second break. Be back with more Cougar Baseball Action on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. Him and Kringland just at being 15-plus. Back at uh, UCCU ballpark, Brendan Anderson's going to step in with bases loaded. There's been an error, two walks in the inning. Anderson walked his first time up as he gets his second at bat here. And uh, Jake Carr, a 5'10", 185-pound junior out of Norwalk, California, is brought into the ball game. Jake Carr on the air. This will be his uh, eighth appearance. Two wins, a loss. He's thrown eight innings, giving up nine hits, eight runs. And he will step in with uh, Brennan Anderson coming to the plate for BYU. He's
2: kind of a sidearm little righty, three-quarter guy with a pretty good slider.
1: So Carr on the hill, Anderson steps in. And the pitch to Brennan is down low, ball 186 on the fastball there by Jake Carr. Carr transfer out of El Camino Community College. He prepped at uh, John Glenn High School in Norwalk, California. Here's the one ball pitch. Anderson cues this one off the end of the bat, down the first baseline foul funny, 86-mile-an-hour fastball, and Brendan way ahead of it. Yeah. About six miles an hour slower than Paxton Schultz. Yeah, the way that he uh, hit that, I thought it was a slider. Then I look up and it says 86. I'm like, oh, wow. I, I thought the same thing. Ball and a strike to Anderson. Cougars looking to go out on top here early. And here's the pitch to Brendan. That's way outside for a ball. Almost got away from Drew Sims, the catcher. For the Wolverines. William Simms is a big kid. He really is. He's a big, a six, big four, kid. 6'4, 205, uh, true freshman, uh, Vista Marietta High School in California. Two balls and a strike to Anderson with uh, Brian Sue up next. Pitch to Brennan. That's inside ball three.
2: got to be really selective here no need to to chase anything make him throw another strike if it's not your perfect strike then take it pitch you can drive
1: somewhere exactly three and one the count car will work from the stretch looks over at third Kringland not too far off the bag and here is the pitch anderson rockets one deep left field left fielder looks up that is a grand slam home run by brennan anderson Cougars up 4 to nothing. a 3-1 pitch, looked like it was up in the zone, and Anderson hit it over both fences out there, a no-doubter, and the Cougars on top here early, 4-0. Yeah,
2: that ball is driven. That's an 86-mile-an-hour fastball, belt high, and like we talked about, be selective, get your pitch to hit, and boy, did he ever get it to hit, and like you said, over the second fence. That, that ball's over the scoreboard at Miller Park. Great job, Brennan.
1: Grand slam by Anderson, his second home run of the year. He now has 14 RBIs. He didn't need any wind on that one. That's a way to pick up a third of the RBIs you've had (laughs) so far this year.
2: Absolutely.
1: Brian Sue had an infield single. His first time up, he'll step to the plate. And the first pitch from Carr is a slider over for a strike.
2: See Carr never got the opportunity to throw that to Brennan because he couldn't locate his fastball early. He wants to throw that slider against righties, being that he's a three quarter guy
1: here's the o1 sue fouls this one down the first base or third base side Now uh, the Cougars uh, taking advantage uh, Schultz out of the ball game Carr comes in and is greeted not very nicely by Brennan Anderson the grand Slam. I believe that's the first Grand Slam of the year, it is it, for BYU? It definitely is. Cougars four runs on just two hits. Sue fouls that pitch off. Left fielder literally, his heels are on the uh, warning track out there and left. And he made one step and then yeah. looked up. And it was well gone. And Sue steps back. Here's the 0-2. Sue hits one pretty well. Deep left center. Left fielder going back. Center fielder coming over. Left fielder calling him off and makes the play for the out. But the Cougars got four runs on one hit. No errors. Nobody left. We're through an inning and a half. Cougars four. UVU nothing on your BYU, on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. Back here in Orm UCCU's uh, ballpark. Jackson Overland steps in. He grounds the first pitch right at Brennan Anderson. He's got it. Anderson will throw to first for the out. One pitch, one out here in the second inning. And you know Brennan after that uh, play on Saturday when he when he committed the error on what was I think a sure double play yeah. ball. And then Gonzaga went in to, on to score those runs and beat the Cougars. Boy, couldn't have to a better kid to come up and hit the grand slam and give <laughs> the Cougars a big lead here.
2: Absolutely, just to get that weight off his shoulders.
1: Ryan Eastburn steps in. Uh, Brendan has had such, such a tremendous career for the Cougars.
2: I, I texted him over the weekend and said, hey, man, I'll ride with you any day. Hey, airs happen, so what? You're our guy. And he says, no one wants this team to win more than I do, man. I'm so disappointed.
1: Pitch is over for a strike. One ball and one strike, and there's no doubt about the that comment by Brendan Anderson, playing his senior year, and he wants to go out uh, the right way, and that's winning. There's a line shot right at Sue; he'll snag it for the out. So two men down, Burrup a very easy so far inning in two thirds. Yeah, ten pitches now in in an inning in, in two thirds. So two men out. Cade Pulson, the third baseman, will step in. He played it. Maple Mountain High School right here in the Valley. 254 hitter stepping in. uh, No home runs and seven RBIs. And here is Burrup's first pitch, and that's down low, ball one.
2: Had an opportunity to coach Cade for a couple of summers before I got hired at BYU, and he's a fantastic young talent that has really good bat speed.
1: Here's the 1-0, and that's uh, down low. Played a lot last year as a freshman for the Wolverines, and Now back as a sophomore, starting uh, at third base. He started uh, 14 games so far this year. Pitches outside for ball three. Here's the 3 0 from Burrup. It's over for a strike.
2: Can I just tell you how excited I am to be in Malibu tomorrow? to get out of this cold. It's been a cold homestand. I think we've it only is. had one good day weather The
1: last three weeks have been tough. Fly ball, right fielder Brock Hale coming in. That ball is going to – no, a ball landed just out of the uh, – away from Brian Sue. I think the, the wind actually knocked that ball down a little bit. Yeah. Sue went out there a long ways. Dove couldn't make the play. That will be in a single first second hit of the ball game by UVU.
2: Yeah, good effort there by Sue. He almost made the diving cats, just a little out of his reach.
1: Yeah, tomorrow night this time he'll be rolling into Marina Del Rey. Yeah, 75 degrees. degrees. I can't wait. It's been a a cold, wet march. There's no doubt about that. Cougars were very fortunate to play all those 11 games at homestand. When you look at it, we were kind of dodging snow and rain and cold. There's a ball hit very well. Right center field alley. That's going to drop in for a base hit. Brock Hale picks it up, throws it in. They're going to hold the runner at third base on the double by Drew Sims.
2: Yeah, elevated pitch that he was able to get up in the wind a little bit and push it to right center just out of Brock's reach. But Brock did a great job of cutting that off. That gets the wall. That's a run there. So you got two outs now with a good hitter up. You got to find a way to lead those guys there.
1: Boy, the Wolverines swinging early in the count. Yeah. Just about every first pitch are going after Burrup. As Payson Hayes, P-A-C-E-N, is how he spells his first name, Hayes. He's a freshman out of Blackfoot, Idaho will step in. 6'3, 210-pound first baseman. First pitch over for call strike one. That's a freshman. He looks like a senior. He's a big kid. He looks bigger than 210.
2: Yes, he does.
1: So runners at second and third, two men out. Pitch is a swing and a miss. Good change right there by Bo Burrup and Hayes uh, way out in front of it, 0-2. The Wolverines have actually hit the Cougars 3-2, but the Cougars lead 4-0 on the Grand Slam home run by Brennan Anderson. Burrup is starting to uh, come out of the stretch with a runner at uh, second and third base. And here is Burrup's pitch. That's outside. Two and two. Or one and two. You know, since that
2: uh, LMU series, Claussen's done a really good job of blocking the baseball. He's worked really hard to try to make sure that he's not giving up free bases. That was a, a good block right there yep. he just had.
1: A ball and two strikes. Here's Burrup's pitch. That's outside. And the count evens up at two and two. Michael Beltran, the left fielder, is on deck. Payson Hayes uh, for the Wolverines uh, has 14 starts this year, hitting 214 on the year. Swing and miss, and that will do it as uh, Bo Burrough works himself out of a jam. No runs, two hits, no errors, two runners left. We're through two complete. Cougars four, Wolverines nothing on your new BYU Sports Network.
5: Hey, BYU baseball fans, you are listening to BYU baseball on the New Skin BYU Sports Network. Here's Brent Norton. Go Cougs.
1: Daniel Sneeman will lead it off for the Cougars. We go to the third. Cougars up 4 to nothing. Carr's first pitch is over for a strike. Carr came in in relief of Paxton Schultz and gave up the grand slam to Brennan Anderson. No balls and a strike to Schneeman, who uh, popped up to the pitcher on a bunt attempt his first time up there. Schneeman pops this one down out the left fielder. A fielder in a step or two makes the play for out number one. Just a little pop-up out there and almost got to the warning track. Yeah, it
2: did. You hit that down the line,
1: that might actually (laughs) get out. That'll bring Brock Hill to the plate. He'll ground it into a double play his first time up. Next time we'll be on is uh, Thursday afternoon, 3 o'clock Pacific time, Cougars and Pepperdine.
2: Traditionally, the Cougs haven't played well at Pepperdine, so this is a big weekend to go in there, and they've got one of the best pitchers in the league that has a blow one ERA on Thursday night in Will Jensen, so, so it's a big series coming up.
1: One ball, no strikes. Here's the pitch. Rock Hill, big swing and a miss. 87 on the fastball. Yeah, Cougar, you know, and, and the Pepperdine builds their team around that ballpark. They do, it's, yeah. It's a, uh, the uh, ballpark is situated, you know, basically right on Pacific Coast Highway, so right on the ocean. Very tough to hit a ball uh, out to center field or right field. And left field even, there's always a breeze coming in. And the Cougars uh, have just struggled there. Got to turn it around this year. Yep, this is the year. One and two the count to Brock Hale. Jake Carr, the right-hander. And the pitch, and Hale pops this one up and out of play down the first base side. Cougars coming off a week where they beat Utah. Took two of three from Gonzaga to improve their record to 12 and nine. They are right now two and four in the conference. Tied with uh, Pepperdine and Portland at two and four. Pitches well outside, and then there's uh, three other teams that are three and three. So it's really a dogfight. You know, the interesting thing is San Francisco's six and oh. Yeah. Uh, so far this year, which is a little surprising. Cougars have got to go and meet the Dons down there this year. Oh, they're doing fantastic early. Two, two, p- that hit uh, came in and plunked him up on the left leg, so one out to hit batter.
2: Yeah, the Dons are playing good baseball, and they always play good at home. You know, they've had the softer schedule to start with Pacific and Portland to start, but, hey, they just uh, they had a. mid a. Oregon at Oregon and beat them so they're playing really good baseball
1: UC Davis also beat St. Mary's uh, yesterday 10 to 6 and St. Mary's they've got two midweek games this week they're at San Jose State tonight
2: that's interesting
1: before uh, hosting uh, Gonzaga yeah very interesting you talk about wearing a pitching staff no kidding And here is the first pitch to Keaton Kringland. Fouled off and, you know, each weekend. So yeah. everybody's playing Thursday, Friday, Saturday this week, and that's what makes that uh, schedule even a little more interesting for St. Mary's. Having the Monday and Tuesday game and then coming right back Thursday, Friday, Saturday. San Diego is at San Francisco this week, and that should be an interesting series. The LMU's at Pacific, Portland's at Santa Clara.
2: very competitive league up and down top to bottom this year so it's gonna be I mean it's gonna be a dog fight this year
1: here's the 0-1 to Kringland down low one ball and one strike uh, LMU who swept the Cougars two weekends ago took two of three from Pepperdine this week at home so Pepperdine and BYU both now two and four on the year heading into this weekend's contest and very important series for both it teams it really is One ball, one strike, quick throw to first, and uh, Brock Hale back in safely.
2: Whoever wins that uh, series pretty much stays in the hunt with the middle of the pack of the of the group.
1: One ball, one strike, one out, one man on. As Jake Carr with the 1-1 one, one pitch, that's well inside. For a ball too, impressed with this catcher uh, Sims. He moves well behind the plate.
2: Yeah, isn't, isn't fast. You saw that double, he was barely moseying to get there. Strong arm, good feet, still, you know, still coming around as a freshman hitter, but goes, he's a really good prospect for the Wolverines.
1: Here's a 2 1 pitch. Kringland hammers it to left. Base hit. Took kind of a funny hop. Huh? Rock Hill's gonna try to go to third base. Here comes a throw, and Hale is safe at third base. The ball took a little bit of a funny hop out there, and Hale looked up, and and left fielder looked up, a little surprised, but a good throw, and Hale just beat the throw into the back. So runners at the corners, and Favero coming up.
2: Yeah, well, it wasn't hit extremely hard, and with them playing as deep as they are in the outfield, normally, you know, a ball hit to the left fielder with a runner on first, you're not getting first to third. But, hey, t- he took the chance there and almost got thrown out, but was able to uh, to beat it out.
1: I'm sure the coaches have noted that with as deep as, especially the left, well, everywhere, left, center, right, doesn't matter, especially the left fielder is so deep. Look at picking up that extra bag, and uh, Brock Hale just did it. Absolutely. Favero now steps in. He struck out on three pitches his first time up. Jake Carr. Favaro fouls that one straight back.
2: It'd really be nice just to see Favaro hit a deep fly ball here and, and, and find a way to get a run. Stay away from the strikeout or a double play ball and you know make it a successful successful at bat and get a little confidence going. That's this game's all about
1: confidence. 0-1. Here's the pitch to Nate. That's outside, gets away from the catcher. And the run's going to score. Cougars up 5 to nothing as Hale scores easily. Not sure if that catcher got crossed up right there, but it was a pitch he should have caught.
2: Yes, the one thing I noticed about him two weeks ago is he tries to frame every pitch, which some young catchers love to do. And because of that, it was a changeup running away. You can't frame that pitch. You just have to go catch it. And I think he tried to bring it around to get it close, and because of it, it hit off the side of his glove.
1: Yeah, good point. I missed that game. Hadn't seen him catch before. But uh, excellent point as uh, Favero steps back in. One ball, one strike. Runner now at second base for Favero. Cougars leading five to nothing. Favero takes that pitch up high. Two and one to count. Well, a hit batter and a single and a wild pitch, and the Cougars have put one on the board. And because Brock Hill took that extra base, nice, uh, that he able was to able to score on that wild pitch. Car's working slowly on the hill, looks at second. Now he rocks and fires, and that pitch is over for a call strike two. Yeah, it looked like it might be a little down
2: and out, but Blake Jensen's uh, rated probably first or second best umpire in the state of Utah, so good little umpire here. Been around a long time.
1: Former Cougar player, Blake Jensen.
4: 2-2
1: pitch. And Carr's pitches up high.
2: And Randy Upton, who's out at second base right now, who's the first base umpire today, he's right there one or two. Between those two are the best two guys our state has to offer, with Clough right there as our third. Right. So we have our, our best crew that <laughs> live here in the state of Utah working. So
1: Best guys in the state. We had yep. a good crew last week. We did, yeah. Uh, we really Billy did. Hayes, one of the top umpires in the nation, was uh, in that crew. So three balls, two strikes. And here's Carr's pitch way outside, almost got away from the catcher. That thing was about three feet off the plate. Not even close by Carr. Great job to even go catch that, or else Keaton would have advanced. Eric Madsen out of the dugout. That's going to be it for Carr. We'll send it for a two-minute break. Be back with more Cougar Baseball action on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. Blake Zellney, number 30. He is a freshman out of uh, Brawley, California. He'll Come on the mound, the third pitcher for UVU as we're in the top of the third inning. Cougars leading 5-0 over UVU. And David Claussen will step in. Uh, Claussen walked and scored on the Grand Slam home run by Brennan Anderson. And the first pitch to Claussen is down low, ball one. Zelny, this is only his second appearance of the year. So Zelny into the ballgame. He's throwing... Two innings, or giving up, pitch uh, two thirds of an inning, giving up two hits and one run. Here's the one zero, and Clawson hammers this one foul down the first base side.
2: Yeah, hits that fastball at seventy nine miles an hour. So you just got to sit back and and drive it to all fields. He's going to try to just kind of fool you a little bit with a, a slow fastball and then a curveball and changeup.
1: Zelny the left-hander, on in relief. Uh, Klaus and the lefty stepping back in. A ball and a strike. The Cougars have scored one here in the inning. And Zelny's pitch is outside for ball two. Real slow curve ball, 69 miles an hour. Well, it looks like it's let up a little yeah, bit, it but it's, it's bit. blowing out to left uh, center here today. We've had one home run in the ballgame so far. I've got to believe that's not going to be the only one we see in these conditions in this ballpark. 2-1 pitch. Klassen grounds this ball down to the first baseman. Bobbles it, comes up, throws to the pitcher at the bag for the out. Well, that could have been two, and uh, Payson Hayes just unable to get the ball out of his glove, picked it up and got it to the pitcher for the force at first.
2: That's one of those ones where I wish in the book you can give somebody an air because that it's a double play out right of the inning, but yet because you get an out, it's not an error. You can't assume a double play, but, uh, you know, play that should be made.
1: Yeah, Jared Perns steps in. Perns uh, popped up to the shortstop his first time up. <laughs> Jared with uh, two men down and a couple of runners in scoring position here. Has a home run 10 RBIs, and the first pitch to Perns, that ball's popped up out of play and back into the crowd.
2: Good aggressive swing there. Probably borderline strike, who's elevated.
1: Perns, a J.C. transfer out of College of Southern Nevada, played center field, and is in center field uh, this year for the Cougars. Zelnys pitch to Perns. That ball's popped up. Might be playable first baseman going over foul territory, and then he overruns the ball. He looked back and looked at the second baseman like you take it, and it landed right between him. It was really his ball. Yeah, it really was. I mean, that wind might
2: have pushed it a little bit, maybe a foot or two, but he basically overran it and gave it up, and the second baseman who was playing up the middle had to come a long way and, you know, really thought he was camped and bad communication, and Perns lucked out and see if – he can make him pay here for it.
1: It was a tough play for sure. Yeah. For Hayes. That ball, interesting, almost landed fair. Yeah, it did. It was two or three feet from being fair and possibly extra bases. As Perns takes that one on the outside corner and Perns strikes out for out number three. Cougars with one run. They got that one run on one hit. There were no air. There was. A no, there were no errors in that inning, and two runners left on base We're through two and a half, five nothing. Cougars over UVU on your new skin BYU Sports Network. Michael Beltran will lead it off for UVU. He's the number nine hitter in the order. Left fielder out of Clovis, uh, California. Transfer JC transfer, 5'10, 165 pound junior. That pitch is way inside. Bo Burrup working his third inning of work for BYU on the mound as he got the start tonight. 2-0 pitch. That's over for a strike, One 2-1. Uh, Cougars beat the Wolverines exactly two weeks ago by a score of 9-3 to up in Provo.
2: Crazy how this is the last game as far as you usually having quite
1: a few times throughout the year. The ball's in a strike. Pitch is fouled off. Well, you know, as we talked about the last game, Cougars and Utes are playing four times this year, trying to improve each other's RPI. I know Coach Littlewood said, Coach Mattson said, I understand you know, what you're trying to do. And then yeah. this year it's just flipped because Utah's got a horrible RPI, 2-18 or whatever they are now, and uh, or maybe 3-18. They actually they're 4 now. 4-1-4. So. Four, and uh, Wolverines a much higher RPI, and Cougars only play them twice this year.
2: Yeah, you wish you could flip that really quickly, but you just never know.
1: Three balls, two strikes to Beltran. Pitch is down low, ball four. So a leadoff walk to the number nine hitter and uh, Trevor Hal, who singled his first time up, will come to the plate.
0: Trevor.
1: Cougars have got a couple of guys down to the bullpen beginning to warm up. As Trevor Howell will come up. Howell hitting 3-0-1 this year coming into the ballgame. He's one for one here tonight. And here is Burrup's pitch. That's down low for ball one. Burrup really not much of a pitch count. He's uh, got through the first couple innings. Pretty easily. give up three hits, but had a double play ground ball, a line drive out on a first pitch. Yeah, a was great until this inning where he walked the first batter. Here's the one ball count, and that's inside ball two. Oh,
2: this is where Coach Littlewood and Doug dugout be awful frustrated because they have a five-run lead, and you come out and you walk the first guy, and then you, you go to 2-0 on the next guy. That will make them earn everything. Two
1: old pitch. That's over for a strike.
2: You'd rather see a team hit back-to-back doubles
1: than back-to-back walks.
2: That's for sure.
1: Both teams with three base hits in the game. There's <laughs> the pitch from Burrup. Fly ball. Deep right field. Back goes Brock Hale. He's going to get there and make the catch for the out. Hit that ball into the right center field alley and as short as these, alle- uh, short as these uh, lines are, the alleys go very, very deep,
2: really especially do. in right. Yeah. Good play there by Brock. I wasn't sure off the, off the bat if that was going to even stay in the yard. I thought that was going to be a, a deep ball. But it's too deep in that right center alley towards that scoreboard. What is that, 380, 400 probably?
1: Yeah. I think it's 420 to straightaway oh, wow. center. And the alleys are about 385, I believe. David Modler steps in, and he takes the pitch over for a strike.
2: Got Modler to ground into a double play last
1: time he faced him. Kendall Moats beginning to throw for the Cougars. He is the right-hander. Modler, a senior at Las Vegas, batting from the left side. And the
2: pitch, and that's down low. Utah Valley has a lot of junior college players that are starting for them right now. They really tried to go out and get some influx of those guys to come in with a few of the, the young freshmen to try to be a competitive team this year.
1: Here's the 1-1. One, one. That's over for a strike. 85-mile-an-hour fastball from uh, Bo Burrup.
2: I know when I was coaching at Salt Lake Community College, we'd always send a guy or two to Utah Valley you know, every year. They really like to to look for JUCO kids that can come in and play.
1: Here's the one-two down low. Like we've talked about in the past, uh, you know, it's a fine line. You you like to build with a freshman class, but if there's an outstanding J.C. kid or especially an arm.
2: Yeah, absolutely.
1: uh, Those are kids you definitely look at. Ball hit down to Sue, up and off the glove of Sue. We'll see what they call that tough play. Sue, uh, if he loved the ball, it probably would have been another double play. Yeah,
2: tough hop there. They kind of hopped up on him. They gave it a hit. Now comes up their best hitter and Trevor Peterson.
1: Peterson steps in. He's uh, hitting 330 on the year of the home run and 17 RBIs. He grounded into a... 1-4-3 to four or three double play off of uh, Burrup's club. Out to Anderson in the first inning as uh, the Wolverines threatening here in the bottom of the third. And the first pitch up high, ball one. Peterson, a senior out of Riverton, Utah. He hit a, number
2: hit a grand slam against uh, Northern Colorado this weekend.
1: He's a transfer out of Salt Lake Community College. Pitches down low. They throw back behind the runner, and the ball gets away from Sue, and the runner at second base will advance to third, so that'll be an error on Clausen.
2: Yeah, good read there by the runner at second to get all the way to third.
1: First error on the game by the Cougars.
2: Actually, two. they actually went back and gave that first one to, to Sue.
1: So they instead of single they went error. They did, yeah. They went back and changed it. Ball's fouled out of play. The video, two and one. The video board said
2: single, but then they about thirty seconds later they flashed up at E three. So.
1: So the Cougars with two errors in the inning. And Trevor Peterson at the plate with bases loaded for the Wolverines. Bo Burrup, the lefty out of Pocatello, Idaho, on the hill for BYU. Burrup, a Highland High School product in uh, Pocatello. And the 2-1 pitch. That ball's hit out toward Favero. He's got on the second for one and unable to make the play. Anderson kind of caught the ball about knee high and... I don't think really controlled it, just wanted to make sure he got the one out. So a run to score on the ground out.
2: Yeah, needed a better throw from Pivero there. If he had thrown that chest high, he'd had a chance for a double play. Peterson runs pretty well, so it had been Aye. tough. But when he threw it low like that, you really had no shot.
1: Peterson on in the field of Joyce, giving him an RBI, his 18th of the year. And the Wolverines are on the board. And that will bring Jackson Overland to the plate. He grounded out to Anderson at second base, his first time at the plate. And the first pitch over for a call, strike one. Moats continuing to throw in the pen for the Cougars. As I would imagine, this would be Burrup's last inning.
2: Yeah, I think they're going to try to get four out of him, but then this inning, the pitch count got a little high. So I think uh, he might be done after this.
1: Pitch is outside, one and one. Left fielder, Mitch McIntyre, shielding his eyes out there. Very tough field right now for McIntyre. And Schneeman, the shortstop. Here's the 1-1. Ball fouled up and out of play.
2: Overland had two or three hits against us two weeks ago. He's a kid that can really hit. He was a tough out.
1: Senior out of Tucson, hitting 348 on the year. He is a transfer out of a Cochise College. Here's the one, two, a little bit low. Count evens up two balls, two strikes. He is out of a Forest Hills, uh, Michigan. Oh, wow. And then uh, Cochise College is down in uh, Tucson. And he is a senior for the Wolverines. Ball fouled up and out of play off the uh, right side.
2: Big strong kid. Not very tall, but stocky, strong legs and pretty powerful swing. 5'9",
1: 195. He leads the Wolverines with 20 RBIs. He hits that one a ton. Center fielder right at him. Jarrett Perns makes the play for the out. And a ball hit hard. Wolverines with uh, one run, no hits, two errors. One man left, We're through three. 5-1 Cougars over the Wolverines on your new skin, BYU Sports Network.
0: BYU Baseball is brought to you by Loop Duck. Quick oil change, emissions, and inspections. Now let's take you out to the ballpark with Brent Norton.
1: Mitch McIntyre leads it off for the Cougars. McIntyre with a 1-1 count now. Mitch walked and scored. Came in on the grand slam by Brennan Anderson. Back in the second inning, Cougars got one in the third, and they lead 5-1 over UVU. Pitches down low ball two. McIntyre's got a home run this year. Seven RBIs. McIntyre will roll her out to the first baseman. He's got it, and will step on the bag for the out, unassisted. One man out, top of the order. Brendan Anderson steps in. Brennan walked in the first. First grand slam of the year for the Cougars in the second. Now has two home runs and 14 RBIs for the senior out of Draper. And the first pitch to Anderson, slow curveball drops in for a strike.
2: Man, it really is slow, 60 mi- 69 miles an hour.
1: Blake Zelny, Another slow curve, and again, 69, but that one's in the dirt.
2: Kind of has a funky leg kick. He, like, jumps it out at you.
1: <laughs> when you're throwing 69, you need to do anything you can to try to throw yeah, it
2: absolutely. Her
1: off. Here's the 1-1. Anderson fouls that one at the plate,
2: one and two. Just to tell you, Coach Trent Trent Pratt, when he throws his BP, throws it at 62 miles an hour. So, you know, you're looking right at the the, the meatball as far as that goes. Sometimes it's too slow, though. It's uh, sitting back.
1: Here's the one-two. Anderson takes that one on the inside corner for call strike three. Brennan rung up, not too sure about that call. Yeah, Blake's been a little bit wide today. Yes, Jared Perns is.
2: was rung up on a on a fastball away that looked like it was outside. Definitely a little bit uh, bigger zone than we were used to from those guys we had this weekend that were really small type zones.
1: Kind of a funny punch out right there by Blake. I think he was a little undecided. Then yeah. Kind of went into it at the last second. Yes, he did. Two men out. And Brian Sue. Hammers one deep left field. This ball is gone. Way out of here by Sue. Cougars lead 6-1. Brian's fourth home run of the year, RBI number 14. And the Cougars increase their lead to 6-1. And if Brian can turn his hips, tell you, this kid's got great power. He really does. The thing
2: about Brian that's fantastic is he just goes about his business every day and fastball, curveball, changeup, it doesn't matter. He just wants to hit. And that's a hanging, breaking ball that he sat on and put a great swing to it.
1: Well, as we've talked about – Some kids having to step it up and, you know, not meeting up the expectations. Sue has over-exceeded anything I would have expected. Absolutely. Just a fantastic year for Brian Sue as Schneeman steps in. He bunts the ball right back to the pitcher, throw to first in time for the out, and the Cougars are retired that you'd get the one, uh, one on the home run by Sue. No errors, nobody left. We're through three and a half. Cougar six, UVU one on your new skin BYU Sports Network. We'll go to the bottom of the fourth. Cougars leading 6-1. Ryan Eastburn will lead it off. He uh, lined out to first baseman Brian Sue. His first time up. First pitch is up high. Ball one. Cougars committed a couple of errors in that last inning.
2: Yeah, and you did a good job of making them pay for it and putting a run across the board.
1: Here's the 1-0. That's over for a strike. Eastburn, the DH, a junior out of Torrance, California. El Camino Community College, as we've talked about, the number of J.C. kids on this team. That ball fouled out of play. And the count one and two.
2: One of those nights where it looks beautiful, but it doesn't feel beautiful <laughs> out there.
1: One-two pitch, curve ball, fly ball. Should be an easy one for McIntyre. He's coming in, and he's there and makes the catch for the out. One man out, Kate Pulson steps in.
2: The last step he took there made me a little nervous because he was right in that sun looking straight up into it, but you can notice he's got glasses on now.
1: You could tell he wasn't
4: completely confident coming in.
2: It definitely wasn't.
1: Between the wind and the sun, they battled it and made the catch. Pulson singled his first time up, and the pitch is fouled straight back for strike one. It'll be followed by Drew Sims, the catcher who doubled his last time up. Cougars with six runs on four hits. UVU with one run on three base hits. The ball's fouled off. UVU will stay home this weekend. It's supposed to be a great weekend here. It really
2: is. That's Finally, we leave town and now it's going to be in the mid 60s.
1: And the Cougars down to Malibu. Uh, Tuckett will be driving in about now, Marina Del Rey.
2: <laughs> Absolutely.
1: I'll have to wait an extra day. I'll, I'll head down Thursday morning, pitches uh, outside one and two.
2: Head course, down to Venice Beach and check out old Muscle Beach yeah. to see what that's all about.
1: <laughs> check out the, uh, the pickleball courts down there, yeah. which are unbelievable. Here's the one-two. That's inside ball two.
2: That's actually my favorite place to stay in the L.A. area because it's right by the airport, so we don't have to worry about traffic.
4: Yeah,
1: right near the airport. We stay at the same hotel for either Pepperdine or LMU. Ball hit pretty well. Center fielder Perns coming in a couple of steps. He's there and makes the play.
2: Good read there by Jarrett. That's a tough one. Those line
1: drives at you, you notice he just
2: stayed there, waiting, waiting. I okay, there it is, and then go get it because you don't want to come sense. running in too early because you do that, and uh-oh, it's over your head, and there's a triple.
1: Two men out. and Drew Sims, who doubled. Steps to the plate. Freshman out of uh, Murrieta, California. Only hitting 172 on the year, but hit the ball well his first time up there, and the first pitch is inside ball one. Yeah, the Marina Del Rey area is just a little bit north of the airport, not more than, what, five, six miles. Yeah. And it's about, I think, about a 17-mile trip up to Pepperdine, but we stay at the same hotel for either. And, and it does. It kind of keeps you out of the mainstream does, traffic out on does. Pacific Coast Highway. Here's the 2-0. Popped up. Bo Burrup goes out and makes the catch just behind the mound. Way to be an athlete, Bo. And that's going to do it for the Wolverines. We're through four complete, 6-1 Cougars on your New Skin BYU Sports Network.
5: Hey, sports fans, this is Jordan Wood, pitcher for the BYU baseball team, and you're listening in to the New Skin BYU Sports Network.
1: Cougars will send Brock Hale to the plate as we go to the fifth inning here. They lead 6-1. Hale, Kringlin, and Favero do up here. Against uh, Blake Zelney, the young freshman. It's looked pretty good here for the Wolverines. And Brock Hill, first pitch, hits a ground ball to the shortstop, throw to first for the out.
4: One hey, pitch,
2: one out. Really has looked good. He's really made only the one mistake to Brian Sue. But other than that, he's keeping them, mm-hmm. keeping the Cougs off balance and getting outs.
1: Kringland steps in. He's one for two today. He was on by way of an error in the second. And then singled in the third. Zelney's first pitch to Kringlin is over for a strike. A little bit of a sparse crowd here tonight due, I'm sure, to that uh, that biting cold wind that we're uh, feeling here in Orem. There's a the ball hit off the end of the bat right again to the shortstop, and he'll throw Kringlin out for out number two.
2: Yeah, normally this, this game sold out on both sides, either here or in Provo. Yep. Last year when we played here, uh, it was like a firework night in this place. They, it was
1: packed. That was like 5,000 people. Yeah, it seems like yeah, they've it got really a lot was. of seating on the grass and out beyond the uh, left field wall. Two men out, and Zelni really, the crafty left handers out there, got the Cougars out of he- ahead of every pitch. First pitch to Favero's inside, ball one.
2: Yeah, Coach Madsen has to be excited about this young lefty as just being able to come in and get outs.
1: One ball, no strikes. Favero with a strikeout and a walk in the game, and he takes the uh, 1-0 pitch inside, ball two. Navarro, the senior out of Vienna, Virginia, has played a little first base, a little third base for the Cougars in his career and also some DH. Popped up, playable, shortstop's going to make all three outs here as he's in shallow left field, makes the play for the out. And the Cougars retired in order here in the fifth. We're through four and a half, six one Cougars over the Wolverines on your new skin BYU Sports Network. Back here as we go to the bottom of the fifth inning, 6-1 Cougars leading. And that will bring uh, Payson Hayes, he's the number eight hitter for the Wolverines, to the plate. He struck out his first time up, and he takes the first pitch outside, ball one. Michael Beltran, left fielder, is on deck, and then the top of the order, and Trevor Howell. The 1-0 pitch outside, ball two. Bo up on the hill if he's able to get through the fifth here and Cougars are able to hang on, and he'll pick up his second win of the year. That pitch way inside ball three. Three balls, no strikes. And Hayes steps in, and that's over for a strike. Three and one. Yeah, Bo's done a pretty good job besides
2: that one inning where Couple airs and a walk, he's really done a good job pounding the zone.
1: 3 1 pitch over for a call, strike two. Bull Burup uh, now just uh, at 63 pitches. And here's Burrup's 3 2. The ball fouled up and off the foot of Payson Hayes.
2: Not a fun day to, to foul something off your body today. That'll sting a little.
1: I'm not sure if I've ever I've seen Payson, but P-A-C-E-N. Interesting yeah, the way they spell it is definitely different. Yeah. Blackfoot, Idaho product, three-two. Down low ball force on leadoff walk here in the bottom of the fifth, and Beltran will step in. He uh, walked to lead off the third inning or the fourth inning for the. Um, Wolverines. Got
2: Kendall Motz back in the bullpen warming up again.
1: Beltran, a right-handed hitter. As he looks down at his base coach, got the sign, and the first pitch over for a strike. Base coach is uh, David Carter. He is in his 10th year here. He is the associate head coach under Eric Madsen.
2: Yeah, he used to be their pitching coach, but Coach Madsen kind of took that over a few years ago.
1: Here's the 0-1 ball head out toward Anderson. Brennan's got it. He'll tag the runner, throw to first for the out. Wow. Double play. Great play. Great play by Anderson. I thought the runner might stop and force him to throw to second, but he tried to get past him. Yeah. And the base running air right there by the freshman. really
2: is. That's the one you have to stop and, and force him just to get the one out. You can't give him a shot for two. But great play by Brennan.
1: Two men out. Ball not hit very hard. And top of the order, Trevor Howell comes in. He's one for two on the day. First pitch outside, ball one. Howell singled down the right field line in the first inning and in the second, in the third inning he flew out to right center field. Good play out there by Brock Hale. Ball hit very well, deep left field. Back goes McIntyre at the wall. He jumps and unable to make the play. That'll be a home run for Trevor Howell. Just got over the wall out there and left.
2: It did, I thought McIntyre had a shot to bring that back and just barely passed his reach as he tried to rob it.
4: River Howell's first home run of the year.
1: As the Wolverines hit a home run, they're throwing out T-shirts here to the crowd. And that will bring David Modler to the plate. First pitch inside, ball one. So Burp has given up two runs on four hits in the ball game. First run uh, was unearned, a couple errors in that inning. Two and on the count now on modler He's hit into a double play and been on by way of an error. That pitch is up high, ball three. 3-0 pitch, over for a strike.
2: The good righty on deck, I'm not sure if this will be his last bat or not, so he's really got to try to go get this guy if he wants a chance for a win.
1: 3-1, outside, ball four. So a pair of walks by Burrup in the inning. And Trevor Peterson coming in, and that's going to be it for Bo Burrup. We'll take a two-minute break. Be back with more Cougar Baseball action on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. Trevor Peterson steps in. Kendall Moats on the hill for the Cougars. UB with one run in the inning, a runner at first base, and the dangerous Trevor Peterson stepping in, and the first pitch is inside ball one. So Moats on in relief for Burp, who went four and two-thirds innings. Just a one out short of getting a potential win here. Pitches up high for ball two. Kendall Moats uh, his fifth appearance. 7.36 earned run average. He's thrown three innings this year. Giving up four hits, three runs. Two O pitches up high for ball three.
2: Get back in this count right here. Got a four-run lead. He got good hitters up can't get into these hitters counts and can't give up freebies
1: Jackson Overland's on deck there's a pitch that's over for a strike three and one looked like Peterson taken all the way on that 3-0 pitch
2: definitely was
1: Santa Barbara Pepperdine now in the 10th inning that's in uh, down in Malibu no lights there they're going to have a hard time maybe finishing that one Yeah. in the daylight pitches uh, down low ball four so back-to-back walks—one given up by Burup, one by Moats—and Jackson Overland coming Overland. up. Overland has grounded out and flown out in the game. He's 0 for 2, but pretty good hitter. Really is. This is a uh, a big time in the game right here. First pitch from Moats—slider drops in for strike one. Good pitch right there by Kendall as he had uh, Overland backing up on his on his heels. That's
2: yeah, it's just nice to see him get
1: 0-1. Here's the 0-1 pitch. Another curveball, another strike, 0-2. UVU with uh, four hits, Cougars with four hits. Cougars' two home runs have been the difference in this ballgame. Curveball just missed outside.
2: Yeah, really good 0 2 pitch right there. It's one you want to see him throw. A pitch that's close enough that he might swing at, but not good
1: enough that he can hit. Here's the 1 2 from Moats. Swinging, strike three. Moats strikes him out on a curveball. Big strikeout. Cougars give up one run. On one hit, no errors. Two runners left. We're through five now. 6-2 Cougars over the Wolverines on your BYU, new scan BYU Sports Network. BYU Baseball
0: is brought to you by Lube Duck. Quick oil change, emissions, and inspections. Now let's take you out to the ballpark with Brent Norton.
1: David Clawson steps in for BYU. David is uh, 0 for one today. Walked and scored in the second. And grounded out in the third inning. Cougars 6, UVU 2 as we play the top of the sixth inning here in Orm, There's a curveball that's inside. Blake Zelny, the uh, young freshman, has done a good job against his BYU team in a couple innings of work. Yeah, it really has. Other than the fly ball home run to uh, Brian Sue. Lawson fouls that pitch off. Uh, and the count uh, now
2: 2-1. and one. Well, he's throwing a lot of strikes, pounded the zone, and made the Cougars put the ball in play, and his defense played good defense behind him. The other two pitchers that started for him and pitched for him had a problem with control.
1: Here's a 2-1. Big swing, foul tip back into the catcher's glove. And the count 2-2, two and two, and you just you just know that at some point Claussen's going to start hitting line drive somewhere.
2: Yeah, he just... Too good of a hitter. He really is. I think he's just thinking too much right now.
1: 2-2 pitch. Zelney takes a pitch outside, and the count goes full three and two. Playing Klassen very deep and pretty much straight away in the outfield. Klassen a two ninety two hitter coming into the game. And here is Zelnys pitch inside ball four. So Clausen with a base on balls to lead off the sixth inning, and uh, Jarrett Perns, who is 0 for two today, a pop up and a strikeout. Jarrett, that
2: great Harden. job there by Clausen to get down 0-2 and, and come back and, and get the walk out of it. It's nice to see a guy who's struggling find ways to get on base. End of the day, that's what coach needs you to do: is get on base.
1: Burns will step in. And the first pitch inside corner, fastball for a strike. He kind of, Burns threw his hand out, thought the ball was down. One of those nights you don't think you can get a break from the home plate umpire. Yeah, no kidding. It seems.
2: One of those nights, that's for sure.
1: No balls in a strike to Burns. Throw to first base and uh, Clausen scampers back into the bag. We are at UCC Ballpark here on the campus of Utah Valley University. Cougars hold a 26-9 overall advantage against the Wolverines in baseball throughout the years. Burns fouls that pitch off. And the count 0-2. Eric Madsen in his 10th year here for UVU is uh, 5-15 against BYU. In the 20 games he's been the head coach. As Blake Zelney with a runner at first base, 0-2 the count on... Jarrett Perns. Here's the pitch. Perns loops one into left field. Base hit. Left fielder again playing so deep that that ball fell well in front of him and the Cougars with a walk and a hit. Have runners at first and second base
2: yep. with nobody out and McIntyre coming up. Perns got an elevated fastball up and in that he just kind of muscled into left. Didn't get a lot of peace to it. Wouldn't hit very hard but hey, did a good swing to it. Level swing. Got a hit out of it. Situation now with McIntyre up, probably a bunt situation with with Brennan on deck.
1: Third baseman in on the grass, expecting a bunt as McIntyre. The left-handed hitter steps in. And the first pitch is bunted foul back into the screen. Looked like a bunt that was way inside. McIntyre should have backed off and let that one come in. Might have hit him.
2: Yeah, could have possibly. Had a lot of run to it.
1: Instead, he uh, tried to bunt the ball, and now he's down on the count 0 and 1. First baseman, third baseman, both in. No balls and a strike. Bunted foul up in the air again. Boy, Mitch McIntyre, that's one thing that. Uh, Coach uh, Littlewood's going to expect him to execute in this kind of situation, and now he's behind in the count 0 2
2: Yeah, frustrating right now to see him foul those two back. We know Coach won't give him a bunt here with, with two strikes, but he's got to find a way to do a job there. I mean, they're giving you an out. They're giving you the, the sacrifice. Just got to get the barrel out in front and trust it.
1: 0 2 the count, Zelny. They'll work from the stretch. The Wolverines have a right-hander stretching and beginning to throw in the bullpen. Cougars have a couple of guys in the pen, nobody throwing right now. And here's the 0-2. McIntyre loops one into right field. That's going to drop in for a base hit. And the Cougars are going to have bases loaded. Walk and a pair of singles.
2: Yeah, great job there. Down 0-2. Didn't execute like he was supposed to, but found a way to put a ball in play and got a single out of it. Claussen actually froze on that pitch, wasn't sure if the right fielder was going to come in. Good strong arm in the outfield, though. He wouldn't have been able to score on
1: that. But uh, got bases loaded now with your big guy up. Brendan Anderson steps in for the second time with bases loaded. First time he hit one over the wall in left field. And Zelny now with the walk and a pair of singles. Neither a ball really hit that hard, but found a hole out there in the outfield. Right-hander, I don't think he's been throwing long enough to – for Madsen to make a move. No, I think he's
2: out there trying to get him ready just to see if possibly he could get ready, but don't think he could go to him right here, but you never know.
1: Now Blake Jensen back, uh, out to try to break up the little uh, conference on the mound. Pepperdine, Santa Barbara now in the bottom of the 10th, St. Mary's in San Jose. St. Mary's up by 1-3-2, that in the bottom of the 5th. San Diego playing at Stanford tonight, uh, no score in bottom of the second. And Loyola Marymount just started uh, in the second inning, no score. Cougars will take on Stanford later in the year. They're at Sunken Diamond. Cougars are used to that field after last year. Yeah. Stanford rated right now in the top uh, ten in the nation. Top five, I think. I think they're three or four. Yeah, they're right there in that top five. And Anderson steps in, takes the first pitch down, low ball one. Well, Brennan could have quite a night here if he could uh, get another one lifted. Yeah, it really could. It could be a career-type night. The wind has definitely died down a little bit, but still blowing out toward left field here in this uh, small ballpark. Anderson one for two today, and he takes a slow curveball. that drops in for a strike, knee-high on the inside corner. Brennan now with 14 RBIs on the year. He's been in that leadoff spot the entire year. And here is Zelney's pitch, and that's down low ball, two.
2: You know, we talked earlier about how Brennan should probably be having 15 to 20 RBIs so far. Well, he could get there right there (laughs) with this one swing. He
1: could be there. Cougars with Clawson at third, Perns at second, McIntyre at first. 2-1 2-1 count on Anderson. Cougars trying to extend their 6-2 lead. And Zelny's pitch, Anderson takes that one down low, ball three. Brian Sue, the other kid that's got the home run for BYU, was on deck. Sue's didn't travel quite as far, but it uh, got out of here in a hurry.
2: Yeah, left fielder did the same thing for his, too. One step and let it go behind him.
1: Sue pulled his a little more, and yeah, that's uh, only 3.05 down the line.
2: Well, he's a 3 1 count where he has Grand Slam two at bats ago, so he'll be dead red right here, ready to go.
1: Three balls, one strike. Here's Zelny's pitch. And Anderson fouls this one down the third baseline. So count will be full. Three and two. Nobody out. As Anderson digs back in. Zeldin will work from the stretch with uh, bases loaded. Long look into this catcher. Drew Sims. Got the sign. he set at the belt. And the 3-2 again. And Anderson rockets one foul up onto the berm over there down the left field side had a few of the fans out there scattering well, I'll tell you that is foul bar territory right there if you're sitting there on that grass with a blanket you better you better be heads up
2: yeah that came out quick that's for sure
1: again three two and I think the key for the cougars against Zelny is just staying back I mean there really is they're just about ahead of every pitch I think he's hit 81 with the fastball. And here is Zelney's, again, the 3-2. Anderson hammers this down the line. That's going to score a couple for the Cougars. One run scores, two run scores, and Anderson with his sixth RBI of the evening. Cougars lead 8-2 on a line drive blast in the left field corner by Brennan Anderson.
2: Yeah, great swing right there. Hard, hard contact. Stayed on it just like you talked about and really
1: roped that ball. Anderson doubles, McIntyre to third base. And that will bring Brian Sue to the plate, and that's going to be it for Blake Zelney. We'll be back with a new pitcher, take a 90-second break on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. New pitcher for the Wolverines is number 21. That is Drew Hill, listed as a... uh, Right-handed pitcher infielder. He's a freshman out of Gunnison Valley High School in Mayfield, Utah.
2: Yeah, he's a he's a young absolute prospect for UVU. Power arm. We're talking ninety to ninety-four type guy that doesn't play a ton of infield anymore. More just a pitcher. And uh, he came in against uh, Mississippi State and got the the save against those guys. And. Uh, Really electric, a guy that Coach Madsen really hopes to be one of their their big time guys here in the future.
1: So, Drew Hill into the ballgame. This is his uh, seventh appearance. No wins, a loss. Does have four saves on the year. He's thrown five and two thirds. He's given up six hits and seven runs. So, he is their closer. So, you know, he's not probably going to be in there too long trying to just get out of this jam. Yeah, I think they're just trying to put him in a closing.
2: Type situation where there's a jam, you got to try to come in and just get him that work and get him ready for this weekend. But it's a big time in the game where, you know, a hit can really blow this thing open right here.
1: Brian Sue steps in with runners at second and third. Nobody out. Wolverines with their infield back. Only give up the run for the out. Drew Hill, Mayfield, Utah product. Good curveball. Drops in for a strike. Sharp breaking curveball at seventy-three miles an hour. you're sitting there watching me on deck circle throw yeah. ninety plus, and then he, he he shoots that at you. No wonder uh, Sue didn't swing at it. Yeah,
2: definitely good pitch right there.
1: Oh and one the count. Here is Hill from the stretch again. That pitch is way outside for a ball. One and one fastball there at ninety-one. So a ball and a strike to Sue. He is uh, two for three today, a home run and an RBI run scored. And Sue hits this ball, shortstop's got it, only played to first base as they'll throw Sue out. Sue picks up the RBI, and the Cougars now lead 9-2 uh, to two as McIntyre scores from third base.
2: Yeah, really good at-bat there by Brian Sue. Just a good quality team at-bat, infield playing back, find a way to get the RBI and get the job done.
1: That'll bring uh, Schneeman to the plate with uh, one man out. And the Cougars, uh, Brennan Anderson still at second base. And here is Hill's pitch, and Schneeman hits this ball pretty well. Right fielder going over, center fielder coming across, right fielder making the play. And Anderson will move up to uh, third base on the flyout by Schneeman. Two men out, Anderson now at third, and uh, Brock Hale, the hitter.
2: This is a guy I know Brocks wants to face. He, he likes the better pitchers. You know, you saw him really get going in Auburn this year when we faced those yeah. stud three arms, and since then he's been really hitting well, and he likes to see 90-plus. That's what he gears up for.
1: Hell steps in. Cougars now lead 9-2 as they put three on the board here in the sixth. And the first pitch to Brock, high ball one.
2: I mean, even saw this last weekend when we faced uh, Daniel Bees from Gonzaga, one of the best pitchers in the West, and he was able to hit a home run off that kid.
1: Yeah, hit one out in the first inning. 1-0 the count to Brock Hale. Here's Hill's pitch, and that's a curveball that's up high. Four ball two. Not very often you see a young man come out of a very small community like Mayfield, Utah. Yeah, Gunnison High School. Good for him. And like you say, good arm. Throw 90, 91.
2: Little guy, too.
1: And there's a two ball pitch. Hale takes that one inside corner curveball for a strike.
2: I'd like to see that from a young pitcher. 2 and 0, oh, you got a really good hitter up. Hey, instead of throwing your 90, my, 90 mile an hour fastball at him, hey, I'm going to throw a slider at him. Throw it for a strike with confidence. It's a good pitch.
1: First base open, he's probably trying to be a little bit careful with Hale. For sure. And here's the pitch to Brock. That ball's hit up. Shortstop making the play deep in the hole, but that'll be an RBI single, infield single. Cougars now lead 10-2.
2: Yeah, just kind of hit that in the six hole, took that high bounce over to third baseman. I think even if the third baseman fielded on the dive, Brock's too quick. He probably beats that out anyways.
1: Cougars with four in the inning. And Kringland now steps in, Hale with his 19th RBI of the year. He's now tied for the team lead with, uh, with uh, Daniel Steeman, who has 19. Cougars with four in the second, one in the third, one in the uh, fourth, and four more so far here in the sixth inning.
2: Yeah, great job of answering that one run. UVU kind of got something going last inning, scored a run, and you're able to answer right back with the four spot.
1: Kringlin, one for three today, has scored a run. And the first pitch gets away from the catcher, back to the screen, and Hale moves into scoring position. Cougars now with uh, 10 runs on just eight base hits. BYU really looking to offensively get it going. As, uh, you know, the, that last weekend series was a great example of the pitching. Fantastic for BYU. If you told me uh, we'd hold, uh, you know, Gonzaga to 6-8 runs for three games, I would think a sweep would have been in order. Absolutely. Here's the 1-0 to Kringlin. Good fastball inside corner fastball at 91 for a strike.
2: Well, it's a different team this year. You know, you lost 30-something home runs from last year's team that, that's gone, and you're replacing that. You're a team that you run a little bit better than you did last year, and you don't have as much power, but you have some guys that can hit gaps and bun a little bit, and you just manufacture some runs.
1: 1-1 one, one pitch. Kringland takes that one down low ball too. Wolverines with a right hander up. I can't believe they'd go too far with Hill here. Trying to save him for that weekend series as a close. You'd love to have him available for at least two of the three games, possibly all three. Yeah. And Hill, here's the 2-1. Kringland hammers this one, third baseman's got it. Throw to first in time for the out and the Cougars are retired. Not before the Cougars scored four runs. They got those four runs on four base hits, no errors, one man left. We're through five and a half, 10 2 Cougars over the Wolverines on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. Ryan Eastburn will step in. Eastburn uh, wearing number 19. He's 0 for uh, 2 today. And he will go against Kendall Motes. First pitch is down low, ball one. Motes came in in relief of Bo Burup in the last inning. Cougars leading 10 2 over UVU. Here as we play the bottom of the sixth. 1 0 pitches up high for ball two. Eastburn, Pulson, and Sims do up here in the sixth for the Wolverines. The 2-0 pitch is over for a strike.
2: I see that radar gun when, when Kendall Motes throws, and it's 83 miles an hour right now in that fastball. And just three years ago, he was a 94-mile-an-hour guy. Injuries can really take a toll on pitchers.
1: 2-1 pitch outside. You know, what was interesting. Coach Littlewood said that he had some – much like Zimmerman, he had some screws and he stuff did, in yeah. the plate, and, and they took him out. Yeah. And since that time, his his fastball had actually uh, gone down a little bit. Three and one, the count. Maltz's three one pitch over for a strike.
2: But hey, Kendall pitched the biggest game of the year for us last year in that conference championship final game. Five solid, five or six solid innings when we won the championship against Gonzaga.
1: ball-grounded foul down the first base side.
2: Still has a really good curveball and a devastating changeup that he can throw to left-handers. But his biggest issue lately has been command, just not command in the zone with the fastball, so then he can't throw those other pitches.
1: 3-2, ball fouled off again. Well, this is the second and final game of these uh, two teams this year. Cougars won 9 3 in game one, up uh, 10 to 2 here in the bottom of the sixth. 3 2 pitch right up the middle. Moats has got it on one hop. Shovels the ball to Sue at first base for the out.
2: Great play by Kendall. That's
1: not easy. That uh, ball was hit hard. Yeah, it was. Good reaction by Moats there. Kate Poulsen steps in. He singled in the second, flew out in the fourth. Pulson, Maple Mountain product. Playing his sophomore year here at UVU. And here is Moetz's first pitch. A little bit low for ball one. Cade's a kid
2: I thought, I thought might actually get a chance to pitch in college because he was an 87-89 mile an hour thrower in high school.
1: Here's the 1-0 pitch. And that one drops in for a strike. St. Mary's now leading San Jose State uh, 3-2 in the bottom of the sixth. I'll try to update you on other scores. little fly ball. Burns has got to come a long way. He's there, and he'll make the catch for out number two. And that will bring uh, Drew Sims to the plate. He's the catcher. He doubled in the second.
0: Now that catcher.
1: And then was retired in the uh, fourth
4: inning.
2: Just got an update on that Santa Barbara Pepperdine game in 10. They were tied 3-3 and they had to call it for darkness. That's what we yep. called it, didn't we? You sure did.
1: <laughs> no lights at Pepperdine. The neighborhood will not allow them to put lights in. Pitches over for a strike. It's, it's a funny story. at LMU about three years ago, they had a councilman who was adamant about lights at LMU. The councilman was out of town for a council meeting. They they shoved it through, <laughs> got the approval. They got the approval. And when the she lights were up it. before the councilman got back into town. They've been playing night oh, wow. baseball there for the last three years.
2: That's awesome. I love that story. That's really cool.
1: And there's not a whole lot of neighborhood at LMU. Now, Pepperdine, I, you know, I guess there's some yeah. neighbors, but not, not very, very close. But that's just kind of the Malibu way, you know. We don't want anything. Yeah, we don't want
2: that from our view and our weather and our ocean breeze. You know, San Diego has lights, but they have a curfew at, right. at like ten thirty or something. They have to shut it off. We had that issue almost yeah. came in last year.
1: One two pitch ball fell off. They said they have a curfew, but they've never uh, had They've never done it, even oh, okay. though they have played beyond it. They've okay. never lived up to the curfew. Okay. And it was funny last year, like you'd mentioned uh, in that Friday night game. We were—that was
4: a great game. Yes, Cougars it was. came
1: back, big victory, and and uh, Rich Hill was wondering about that. Uh, pitches uh, swung on and missed, and the Wolverines are retired in order. Good inning by Kundo. Here in the sixth, we're through six complete, 10-2 Cougars over the Wolverines on your new skin BYU Sports Network.
2: Hey Cougar Nation, it's Daniel Schneeman, shortstop at BYU. And you're listening to the New Skin BYU Sports Network.
1: Nate Favero leads it off for BYU as we go to the seventh. Cougars up 10 2. First pitch to Favero. Fly ball. Shallow left. Shortstop going out. He's there and no, he drops the ball. Favero moves up to second base. That'll be a two base error on um, the shortstop. Trevor Howell. He really just
2: looked away like, oh, yeah. this is too easy. I got this. And great job by Nate not giving up and running hard and getting a double out of that.
1: Well, he was there. He was camped under. Oh, it. yeah. Like you said, he just a little nonchalant. And uh, he, he paid for it.
2: Plays like that will drive a pitcher crazy on the mound and really drive the head coach inside the dugout even more upset. That's for sure.
1: Klaassen now with an RBI opportunity. David 0 for 1. He's walked twice and scored twice in the ball game. and the first pitch is outside for ball one.
2: Yeah, he's been very disciplined today, seeing pitches down and up and not really swinging out of, outside of himself. Really wanted him to get a hit to go into this weekend feeling comfortable, feeling good. He needs one in the worst way just for his, for his confidence. He was pretty beat up after Saturday's performance.
1: Here's the 1-0. Claussen got up there with runners at first and third, tying run, one man out, tying run at third base, yeah. and grounded into a double play, hit right to the first baseman. And every at bat he
2: had that game, he had a runner in scoring position and couldn't get a hit. So he's just just wearing so much on his shoulders right now and trying to do way too much.
1: Two balls, no strikes. Pitch to Claussen, That ball's hit pretty well. Center fielder. He's going to get there and make the catch. Runner Favera will easily advance to third base on the long fly ball out. Lawson hit it hard. Yeah, it's really good. It
2: hit really hard. That's a good swing. When Dave's hitting the ball in the middle of the field, that's a good sign.
1: Jarrett Perns. One man out. Runner moves to third base, and Jarrett Perns will come up. Hopefully, he can build off that. Wolverines bring the infield in. Perns is one for three. That hit came back in the sixth inning, a single. And it was against uh, Drew Hill, the kid on the mound. And the first pitch, that ball's hammered down the line. That's extra bases. Run scores. Perns around first base. And Perns will end up with a double. And an RBI. Yeah, another really good swing by Perns. Jarrett's 11th RBI of the year. As Favero scores, that was past the third baseman before he even had a chance to react. Yeah, it really was. Ball hit hard by Perns and McIntyre, who singled his last time up, will come up. Coors have scored in every inning, but the first and the fifth. As McIntyre takes the first pitch curveball over for a strike you know it 's not too often you see a kid like hill he 's got a ninety 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 one mile an hour fastball and his curveball is is about seventy four that 's a big difference so that 's not a slider that 's just a kind of a really slow is. curve. You see most guys with power arms with the power
2: slider have yeah. sliders
1: maybe mid 80s somewhere yep. that 's an interesting combination you don 't see there 's that curveball again. That's outside. One ball and one strike.
2: The team inter yesterday to get some guys' chance to pitch that hadn't had a chance to pitch the last three weeks on the mound. And The whole goal yesterday was try to score every inning. That was the whole goal going into Malibu. We need to score every inning, manufacturing runs every inning because you're not going to hit the home runs there. You just need to find a way to score. So I know Coach is really pleased with
1: seeing the way that the team come out today and scoring every inning. Here's the one-one pitch. McIntyre hammers one out to the shortstop. His only play to first base just got McIntyre about about a half a step. Yeah. and there will be two men out, runner at third base, and Brennan Anderson, Mister RBI tonight. He's got six of them. Will step in.
2: And something Brennan probably doesn't want you guys to know. He showed up to the to the clubhouse today, just sick as can be. Had a, starting wow. to get feverish had chest congestion, just not feeling good at all. He's like, man, I feel awful.
1: Let's see if we can carry that through uh, Malibu. Keep staying sick. Six RBIs. You're going to play like this.
2: (laughs) Keep being sick.
1: Grand slam home run, a double that scored two. As Anderson takes that pitch down low for a ball. Brennan's uh, grand slam came in the second inning. He is 2 for 3 today. He now has 16 RBIs. Came into the game with 10. Good. Breaking pitch there at 73 for a strike.
2: Yeah, it really it, is. It, 92 to 73. Yeah,
1: it is interesting. You don't see that very often. No, you don't. Here's the 1-1 one, one pitch. Anderson checked his swing, went around. One and two, the count. Again, curveball. Yeah, the uh, final in the tie USCB and Pepperdine, 3 3 in 10 innings, called due to darkness. Down in Malibu. Strike three, called another curveball. And Anderson goes down on strikes. Cougars with one run on one hit. There was one error, one man left. We're through six and a half, 11-2. BYU leading UVU on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. We'll go to the bottom of the seventh inning. Hayson Hayes, first baseman, will step in. He's the number eight hitter in the lineup. And uh, Kendall Moults will be out there for his third inning of work. Hayes has struck out and walked in the ball game. And the first pitch from Kendall Moats is over for a call strike one. Hayes, Beltran in the top of the order, and Howell for the Wolverines. The Wolverines got single runs in the third and the fifth. Cougars lead this eleven to two as Hayes swings and misses at a strike ball up and out of the zone. Zero and two, the count.
2: Yeah, the Wolverines it has some opportunities to score in this game. Just haven't got that big hit. And the Cougars kind of just blew away there in the sixth.
1: Curveball just ooh, missed. Ooh. I think that fooled Blake Jansen. He kind of rolls up like he was going to go punch him out, and then he couldn't quite make his mind up.
2: Yeah, I've seen him call worse this game, that's <laughs> for sure.
1: Hayes was completely fooled on that slider by Kendall Moats. There's a slider again. This time he is rung up.
2: Yeah, he knew that that wasn't going to happen twice.
1: One man out. And that will bring up uh, Michael Beltran. Michael Cougars Beltran. next week, next Tuesday, will be up in Salt Lake against the Utes. And then um, Santa Clara coming to town. Santa Clara right now in the conference, 3-3. Uh, three and three. They've got the best non-conference record in the conference, 14 wins and 7 losses. So you look at them and Portland and San Francisco – three teams that have struggled they've really been playing good baseball oh, this playing year
2: great baseball santa clara has been fantastic here's the one ball pitch
1: that drops in for and see, a
2: strike they've always been a little offensive they just didn't have a ton of pitching and they never really had clutch hitting and this year they're hitting a ton of home runs as a lineup hitting real well putting up a ton of runs and pitching it well
1: 1-1 one, one pitch. Boy, Motz has got that curveball going now. It on. That really drops does. in for a strike. 1-2. and one that, and,
2: two. and that's the difference. He's throwing 84, 83, 84 with a 75-mile-an-hour curveball. That's what you normally would see, you know, from compared to seeing Hill last inning with the 20-mile-an-hour difference.
1: 1-1 one, one pitch. That ball's hit out to Sneeman. Daniels got it. Throws the first for the out. Two men down. Yeah, daniel San- been pretty quiet out there tonight, hasn't had a whole lot of chances. Santa Clara went into
2: San Diego and scored about yeah, 30, in 30, two, over, 30 yeah, runs. over 30 runs in, yeah. in three games, which San Diego came in with the all-returning rotation yeah. of guys that had under three ERAs last year, and they're, they're swinging it, and, and their pitching's holding up.
1: Got a new coach at Santa Clara, Yeah, and he seems to be get, making it happen. First pitch outside, ball one to Trevor Howell. And
2: then Portland takes two of three against St. Mary's. Probably has to be the best series they've played yeah. in probably ten years to do that.
1: One ball pitches inside. You know, when it, I mean, me looking at it from the outside, St. Mary's is a scary team. They've got pitching. They, really they play very well. And then, of course, you've always got San Diego, Pepperdine, LMU. Hadn't really thought about San Francisco, Santa Clara, but those two teams have uh, certainly... Got themselves into the uh, uh, playing good baseball this year as a, a little number off the bat of Trevor Howell's going to drop, and he's that's his third base hit of the night.
2: Well, then you talked about uh, we play the Utes in Salt Lake next Tuesday before, and hey, they won their first series this week against Sac State, so they're starting to get things going and. So it's gonna, there's a lot of good baseball to be played here in the next couple of weeks.
1: They'll be playing Oregon State number one ranked team in the yeah. nation in Salt Lake uh, this weekend. Oregon State and Florida have been there the entire year. And then Auburn, Cougar, uh, Cougars were back in Auburn. and I know Auburn was playing Ole Miss, or no, not Ole Miss, Kentucky this week. Kentucky, yeah. They were, I think, both ranked in the top eight or nine of the – in the country. I think they'd split the first two games, pitches outside for a ball, one and one to count. So, like you said, a lot of great baseball still to be played. A lot of
2: exciting games left.
1: The Cougars after the, uh, the ground ball hit right at Sue. He gobbles it up, steps on the bag for the out, and the Wolverines are retired here in the seventh. No runs hit in there and one man left. We're through seven complete now, 11-2 Cougars over UVU on your new skin BYU Sports Network.
0: BYU Baseball is brought to you by Lube Duck, quick oil change, emissions, and inspections. Now let's take you out to the ballpark with Brent Norton.
1: All right, back here as we go to the eighth inning. Cougars up 11-2. Brian Sue is going to lead it off. New pitcher for UVU, uh, Cole Hostert, is a uh, junior out of Idaho Falls, Idaho. And he is actually a transfer from
2: Oregon. Oh, wow. He's a big kid too. About 6'5", 6'4".
1: Pitched at Bonneville High School, 6'3", 205. And he is a junior for the Wolverines.
2: I wonder if him and uh, Bo Burrup knew each other.
1: That pitch by Sue, pitch to Sue is hit into right field. Right fielder going over.
2: Wow. And he made the play. He Tremendous did.
1: play by wow. Jackson Overland robbing wow. Sue of extra bases right there. If that hadn't gotten past and yeah. gone to that wall, uh, there was a chance Sue could have made that an inside the park home run. Great play by and Overland.
2: Yeah. Good hit ball.
1: Timed it perfect on the dive and made a great play. Daniel Sneeman now will come up. Daniel looking for his first hit. He's 0 for 4 tonight. As he will step in against uh, Hoster, And the first pitch to Sneeman is down low, ball one. Hostert, I think this is his first appearance. Uh, He is not showing to have any statistics on the air. He might have been hurt. Pitches on the outside corner for a strike.
2: Yeah, you see a big body like this, and you see that he went to Oregon, and Oregon always has great pitchers. So you you knew that he probably was a 90-plus guy at some point, probably fighting some sort of injury.
1: A ball and a strike to Schneeman, one man out here in the eighth. Schneeman pops it up, that's playable third baseman calling everybody off, uh, and Poulsen makes the play for out number two. Oh,
2: it looks like they actually made a sub. Estrada's now in at third, and not Poulsen. Be nice if the umpires would actually tell us those defensive subs sometime. The guessing game.
1: So, new third baseman for the Wolverines. Two man out. And Brock Hale steps in. First pitch is outside ball one. You know, Moats is from Idaho Falls, as is Hostert. They, you know, they might have crossed paths somewhere. Not yeah. sure which uh, high school Moats went to, but Bonneville High School out of Idaho Falls is where Hostert uh, prepped. the count to Brock Hale. He has got a base hit. There's another base hit in the right center field alley, that's going to get past the right fielder. Brock Hale around second base, and Brock Hale is going to end up with a triple. That ball really, I think, took Overland by surprise.
2: That ball was hit
1: hard. He thought he was going to get there and cut that off. Before he looked up, it was passing to the wall. And Hale with a two-out triple.
2: I yeah, stayed on that pitch. It's nice. I love seeing Brock go to right center. Yeah. He was so good last year going to right center. He actually had two or three home runs to right center last year. Yeah, and this when year, he, when he
1: goes the other way, he's a different yeah,
2: hitter. He really is. It makes him so much better. And I can't be too picky because he's a 350 hitter. That's really good. But we're used to him being a 400 hitter, right?
1: Cleveland <laughs> steps in. He's one for four on the day. in the first pitch, swing and a miss for strike one. Keaton with an RBI opportunity. He's got uh, seven on the year. Notice
2: that uh, kringland has been running those uh, ground balls out much easier yeah. today. So he might be getting close to being able to play the outfield again.
1: No balls and a strike. There's a line drive, base hit, and Kringland has an RBI. Brock Hill comes in, 12-2 the score. So a two-out triple and single. And the Cougars put another one on the board. They scored in every inning of this game, but the first and the uh, fifth inning. And now Favara will step in. We've got a pinch runner for Kringland. Cam Richens, into the ballgame. It's
2: kind of how they've used Cam the last four games for Kringland. Late in the game, they bring him in.
1: Cougars 12, UVU 2, Favero come to the plate. First pitch down, low, ball one. I
2: don't know what it is about playing at this park, but Cougs like to score runs at this park. I know last year we scored nine runs in a game, we scored 20-plus runs in a game, and now 12 tonight.
1: 1-0 the count. Here's Hostert's pitch. It's way inside, gets past the catcher, and Richens up to second base on the wild pitch. Isn't it interesting how, what are we, what is that, six miles, seven
2: miles probably from campus between here and there? There was no wind at campus when we left to come here. Yeah. We got to UVU, and we're walking in, and we're like, holy
1: cow. It <laughs> was
2: just like, where did this come from? It was freezing, and it was powerful.
1: It was. A, it was a strong wind, you know, coming out of that canyon every morning and evening but t- tonight it was more out of the north. It was yeah. And it was a biting win there's no doubt. So Favaro opportunity for an RBI and he hammers one deep right field. Right fielder going back he's not going to get there. Another run's going to score. Favaro will stop at second base with a double. So the Cougars have put another one on the board. This has all happened with two men out here in the eighth inning, and it's nice to to see Nate hit a line drive and pick up an RBI, his uh, 13th of the year.
2: I was just going to say, man, that's just what the doctor ordered. He needed to see that pull a ball hard in a gap. Good piece of hitting right now. Now if we could just get Klaassen to do it right here, it would be a very successful day.
1: Klaassen steps in, hit the ball hardest last time as he flew out to deep center. Three consecutive pits by the Cougars after two men were out here in the eighth. And the pitch to Clausen is over for a strike. Hostert, H-O-S-T-E-R-T. Hmm. Cole Hostert is the pitcher. That's interesting. Kind of cruised through a couple of hitters and and then the Cougars have let him up here the last three guys at the plate. Little fly ball left field. Left fielder's got to come hard. And he comes hard and just about overran it. Made the catch for the out. And the Cougars are retired here in the inning, but not before they got two more runs on three hits. No errors, One man left. We're through seven. 13 2. Cougars over the Wolverines on your new skin BYU Sports Network. to the bottom of the eighth inning. Rhett Parkinson is the pitcher for the Cougars as he'll start on the mound here. Parkinson out of uh, Wellsville, Utah. As he will come in, Rhett... Uh, 3.48 earned run average. This will be his ninth appearance in 10 innings, giving up eight. Hits six runs. Opponents are only hitting 222 against Red. He's had a good senior year. He really has. You know, really, he had a
2: one bad outing his first time out this year, and since then he's been a guy that coaches really trust to go to in big situations.
1: Parkinson get a little work here in the eighth inning. And the first pitch is fouled up and out of play for strike one.
2: It's, it, the fun thing about Rhett this year is he's pitching hurt, and he just doesn't care. He said, I'm a senior. I want to finish it out, and I want to do everything I can to help. He'd love to see and hear things like that.
1: No balls and a strike. Yeah, we had him on the postgame show, pitches down low all about 10 days ago, and he said, hey, I'm, it's, it's banged up a little bit, but he says, I'm fine. I'm having yeah. fun and, and uh, you know, can't do any damage to it, so I'm just out there throwing strikes and trying to get outs. Boy, good curveball there. Drops in for a strike uh, one and two.
2: You know, he actually was fantastic this fall, and we thought, hey, he might be a guy you might even think about starting the way he was pitching this fall. And then coming out in the spring in the scrimmages, he struggled a little bit, but he's really got it going right now.
1: One-two pitch, just a little bit inside for a ball. Two balls and two strikes to uh, Trevor Peterson. The Cougars are pretty much shut down today. He has walked. Does not have a hit. Does have an RBI and a ground out. Parkinson's pitch is fouled at the plate.
2: It's hard for me to watch Peterson play. It's hard for me to be really unbiased when he when he hits because he's a kid I recruited to play at Salt Lake, coached him for two years in Salt Lake. And now I'm a coup. It's like I want him to do well, but <laughs> not well against
1: us. Two-two pitch ball looped foul down the right field line.
2: He comes from a good family that uh, really can play, as we talked about earlier, uh, his his younger brother, Zach Peterson, senior at Riverton, is uh, committed and signed to play for us next year.
1: Here's a 2-2. Way inside ball three. Now, as I was looking at the uh, committed players and the kids signed, you've I think there's 14, either coming off missions, yeah. or you've signed 10. To uh, I don't know how many of those 10 are going on missions right yeah, now. Yeah, we have two or school. three that
2: are going out of high school.
1: Three, two pitch fouled off again.
2: But we've actually we've got uh, signing day coming up. The late signing period starts on April 11th, and we'll actually have a couple more guys sign again there. So obviously, I can't mention those names yet, but uh, so it's going to be a big class. A lot of good guys coming in.
1: Which just strike three called on the inside corner, and that will uh, send Peters- Peterson back to the bench. One man out, and Jackson Overland. And, you know, when you look at this team, you knew you lost some kids last year. This kid, you know, this year with Anderson Jackson. as a senior, Favero as a senior, uh, Schneeman possibly getting drafted, uh, uh, Brock Hale as a senior, Kringlin, you know, not sure. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, there's holes to fill for sure. You knew this year was going to be one of those that you had to yeah. kind of reload.
2: Well, I mean, you came into the year and you have Schneeman, Kringlin, Dean, Clausen, and Hale—all starters for you at the time who are draft eligible that are underclassmen. So, and you know, a lot of those guys are good enough to get drafted and sign. And so you really have to—you really have to recruit, saying, "Okay, hey, I, I, these guys say that they, if they get drafted, they're going to sign. So right. we got to bring in guys to replace them." But then if they don't get drafted, it's like, oh, great, we get them back. But, oh, now we have a lot new some new guys in that uh, that could possibly come in and, and, and basically fight for roles, which is a good thing to have, really.
1: One-one pitch up high for a ball. Well, Brock Hale. I mean, the prime example. I would have never thought Brock Hale would put on a BYU uniform again. Yeah, after After the year, year he had, yeah. but not drafted. And so he's out there patrolling right field for the Cougars. Pitch is down low, 2-2. Two two.
2: Well, that's a tough thing. You know, the scouts told him he's going to be a top 15-10 rounder last year, and he got some phone calls in a 10-12 round, didn't like the money they offered, and says, hey, I can get that next year. I might as well go back and play again and see if I can get more, which I feel was a right decision for him. But you're right, I didn't expect him to be back.
1: 3-1, pitch up ball is lined fair down the left field line. That's in for extra bases. McIntyre over picks it up. And that'll be a double for Overland, a one-out double. And that will bring to the plate uh, Ryan Eastburn. Eastburn 0 for 3 in the game.
2: Yeah, I was looking at our uh, 2018-19 class for next year, the, the fall of 18, season of 19. It's like, holy cow who who could still be here and who's coming in like wow there's a lot of pieces there and you just it's I'm glad I'm not coach little wouldn't have to make those decisions <laughs> cuz there's a lot of a lot of good players coming in and some good players that could be staying
1: here's the first pitch and that's over for a strike
2: Plus, we're going to get guys like Riley Gates back, who we didn't expect to be back next year because he was supposed to graduate this year as a medical redshirt.
1: Of course, Ryan Brady will be back, yeah. really pitching after he went down early in the year. Does he get any kind of a medical redshirt?
2: Yeah, so he'll actually he'll qualify for he'll a be medical a, redshirt. A freshman, now next so he'll year. be a freshman, and he was actually planning on going on a mission this year, right after his first mm-hmm. year. But he actually is having a surgery t- tomorrow with Dr. James Andrews down in Florida. And so then he's going to have to stay in play next year
1: because it would
2: be really tough for him to uh, to rehab while on a mission and could actually do harm to his arm because of that. So he's like, oh, I need to play next year so I can do the whole rehab process, be at home and do that, and then make the decision on that later.
1: Here's the 0-2 outside. When you look at the Cougars who are on missions who are coming back this year, Jackson Clough very good player out of Atlanta, Georgia Brian Call, don't remember him as quite as much Uh, Easton Walker a pitcher out of uh, Pleasant Grove and uh, Danny Jelich right out of um, uh, California Uh, Strike three called to uh, Eastburn. He goes down on strikes
2: Yeah, and I've actually never seen Danny play but from what coaches have told me he's an unbelievable outfielder He's like big time that he's probably one of the best. They said, hey, he's better than Hanneman and Lund in the outfield, which those guys are, one's a big leaguer, one's probably going to be a big leaguer at some point. So that's that's saying a lot.
1: Yeah, Jelic can really play. He's down in McAllen, Texas right now serving a mission. His brother uh, played at Pepperdine, and yep. now he's up in going to BYU. Yeah, he's going right? to BYU. Finishing off. And finishing his prereqs. around the yeah. team
2: a little bit. Hanging out and it's a great kid to have around. He's getting into uh, dental school, doing some prereqs, and then he's actually joined the Navy and going to be a dentist oh. for the Navy. So it's a pretty cool story.
1: 0-1-1 the count. And Danny, his brother, little brother, is quite a bit bigger.
2: Yeah, he is.
1: And a very good athlete. He'll be back. So uh... I hear he has the
2: best arm in the outfield that any of the coaching staff has ever had on their team. So that's pretty cool to hear. I'm excited to see him play.
1: 1-1 pitch, up ball gets past Clawson. Clawson kind of jumped at that one. I'm not sure if he got crossed up or what. But yeah, he definitely did. He's, he's going to go out and have a little chat with uh, Red Parkinson. So the runner moves up to third base, 2-1 and one the count.
2: Yeah, and Easton, his freshman year, and Jackson, both those guys yeah. played a ton as they freshmen, did. had roles. So Jackson's the guy that if Steeman gets drafted, he could come in and be the guy that has yeah. a shot to be a starting shortstop next year.
1: Yeah, a lot of talent coming up along with the recruits that uh, you know more about than we do, but uh, I know Coach Littlewood very excited. That ball fouled up and off of uh, the catcher for the Cougars, uh, David Claussen. Couldn't tell for sure where that got him. But
2: uh... Yeah, we have a ton of good recruits coming in. Mixture. You have some good arms. You have some power bats, some power outfielder guy type bats. Um some kids that can come in maybe and pitch and hit kind of depending so I like that I love that
1: too I love that you know the best teams have those guys Yeah, absolutely they have guys that come in and close or you know can give in an inning or two and and swing the bat two balls two strikes runner at third base 13 to 2 Cougars leading that ball hits no it didn't hit the run hit the batter I thought it might have and now Although we got a timeout. I think it did hit the batter. Blake Jensen, the home plate umpire, did not uh, notice that until finally Clausen, I think, told him because the ball went all the way back yeah, to the was, screen. The runner at third didn't even come home because yeah, he, thought it he thought it hit him. Everybody yeah. knew it hit him, but the umpire. But the umpire,
2: yeah. That was weird. But he got the call right, I think, at the end.
1: Clausen looked at him like. Come on, that ball hit him. It was weird. It's like that ball might have come off Clawson's right arm. He's out there kind of shaking that arm on that that foul ball. So runners at the corners. And Drew Sims, the catcher, will come up. Here's the first pitch to Sims, and that ball is fouled up and out of play. And I really
2: like this Sims kid. I think he's going to be a really good player here in the future. When he kind of grows a little bit, like gets some upper body strength because he's still weak up top, the way he moves behind the plate, he can really catch, and the bat's just going to come around.
1: No balls and one strike. Pitches up a little bit high, one and one. Well, the Cougars thirteen runs on twelve hits tonight. Ball fouled off again, one and two. Wolverines two runs on six hits. Both teams have committed a couple of errors. See if we can get an update on that LMU UC Irvine uh, game that uh, was scoreless the last time we checked. That was being played at Irvine. One of the coldest games I've ever been to was at Cal Irvine. Was it? The wind was blowing, and it was a cold night. I think it was in late February. Stanford uh, now leading San Diego 2-0. That ball fouled off. Irvine leading Loyola Marymount in the third 3-2. And St. Mary's top of the eighth hanging on, leading San Jose State by a score of 3-2. Here is the 2-2 pitch from Parkinson. Swinging, Miss Parkinson strikes out the side. And the Wolverines are retired here in the eighth inning. No runs, one hit, no errors, and two runners left. We are through eight complete now. 13-2, Cougars over the Wolverines on your new skin, BYU Sports Network.
3: What's up, BYU fans? This is second baseman, Brendan Anderson, and you're here listening on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.
1: Ninth inning, Cougars up 13-2 over the Wolverines here at UCC Ballpark on the campus of Utah Valley University. Jarrett Perns will lead it off for the Cougars. He's 2-4 for today, singled and doubled in his last two at-bats. Has an RBI on the night. As Perns will step in. Here's the 1-0 pitch. Burns takes a curveball over for
2: a strike. So that puts him at a 14-game hitting streak now, right? Yeah. Good for him.
1: Cole Hostert is the pitcher. He's the fifth guy we've seen on the hill tonight for UVU. And Hostert's pitch, there's a little ground ball out toward the second baseman. He'll glove it and throw to first for the out. One man down, and uh, Mitch McIntyre will come up. Cougars have a lefty up. Uh, looks like uh, Signs is throwing, and a right-hander. Not sure if they're just getting a little work, or one of them might come in and throw the ninth. Signs is the lefty. Yeah, and the righty—it's hard to tell with that's... those jerseys. It's it's, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's tough. Good luck. Cougars have got their anthracite jerseys on; those dark gray. Looks like it's uh, Justin Sterner. Pitch to McIntyre's over for a strike. Mitch has one hit. He's one for three today. He has scored twice. And the 0 1 that's outside. He walked in the second, grounded out to the first baseman in the fourth single in the 6th and scored and grounded out in the 7th inning. One ball one strike pitches inside four ball two. Cougars are looking at your signed recruits for 19. You've got 10 signed and as you'd mentioned when's the signing date April? So there's two there's two the signing, signing.
2: Yeah, you have the November signing period. Now you have the late signing period, which is eight, starts on April 11th. And that actually goes from April 11th until school starts, really. Well, August 1st, I think. So you can sign anyone during that time.
1: Is that more J.C. driven, the, the later one? Yeah. you've had a chance to see some J.C. kids?
2: Yeah. And, um, so, you know, some late qualifying high school kids. 2-1 pitch outside, ball three. Or it can be a situation where... Hey, this kid blew up in the summer, a senior that you didn't know about. That, hey, you got to go for that. And a lot of schools use it as for, okay, I got all these guys drafted in June. I need to go find a few guys. So,
1: three balls and a strike. Fly ball, left field foul, and that ball will not be caught. Well, when you look at the uh, 10 that have signed, uh, Jared Lasara is the only JC transfer. He's out of. Uh, Utah State Eastern which is out in price six yeah. four two hundred and twenty five pound right hander she'd mention a few of these kids are going to go on missions uh, Kyle Hall Boston Mavius out of Las Vegas uh, but they 've certainly got a, a mixture of pitchers and and position players signed for next year and you 'd mention there's maybe two or three more coming
2: yeah we have actually um, for sure one more kid uh, actually two more kids that will sign um, on april 11th that uh, obviously i can't see their names yet until they sign but we got two more and then a couple more offers out there for some kids that we think will commit but you just know how that goes you thought have to wait and share on that one
1: one man out runner at first base and a little looper to right field right fielder going back and he is not going to get there anderson with another extra base hit his second double of the ball game and uh, McIntyre makes it to third base. That ball carried very well over yes, it the did. head of Overland. And
2: the wind stopped. The flag's not even moving. So
1: Nice to see uh, Brendan Anderson swinging the bat so well. It really is. <laughs> he is 3 for 5 today with six RBIs, two runs scored. And that will bring Eric Matson out of the uh, dugout. We're going to get a pitching change. So can, let's take a two-minute break. On your new skin, BYU Sports Network. Brian Sue steps in, runners at second and third base for the Cougars. They try to add to their 13 2 lead. Sue's had himself a good night tonight.
2: Yeah, one and two in the order have been unbelievable for us today.
1: Sue was robbed of extra bases on a great play by Overland his last time up. First pitch to Brian Sue is over for a call strike one. I think that's Cole Fifeco pitching. Is that correct? You know, I never got the 25. number. Twenty five is uh, yeah, Cole Five Coat, six foot, two hundred pound sophomore, Taylor'sville High School product.
2: I coached that kid in the summer too.
1: So Five Coat on six pitcher for UVU. Here's the 0-1. Sue hits his ball up the middle. Shortstop's got it. He'll throw to first. For the out-cougar score, their 14th run.
2: Just another quality at bat by Sue.
1: Sue, another RBI ground out. He has three RBIs on the day. He now has 16 on the year. And Sneeman. Boy, Sneeman's got to get off the here. He's 0 for 5 tonight.
2: And he was the guy that was hot as can be last week. Yeah, he was really hitting
1: it against Gonzaga. Yeah, probably had six or
2: seven hits that weekend.
1: First pitch is a curveball that drops in for a strike. Daniel came into the uh, game hitting at 295 with those uh, team leading 19 RBIs. Now Hale has caught him with uh, one RBI tonight. And Schneeman takes that pitch down low. Cougars with sign still throwing and uh, we'll see I if they... I don't know they, if that's um, Sterner
2: or Sudra throwing. it. It's hard to tell. Can't
1: tell. One ball, one strike. Oh, Zimmerman. Two Sneeman. And the pitch has popped up foul out of play. One and two. That does look like Zimmerman. Suddreth's quite a bit bigger. Yeah. You can tell signs just because he's a little smaller and a lefty.
2: Yeah, the, the minute I saw the windup, I knew that was and <laughs> uh, Not Suddreth, but Zimmerman.
1: Here's the 1-2. Little looper left field. Right field. Right fielder coming hard. He's going to get there and make the catch for the out. And Sneeman flies out to left field. Cougars add another run on one base hit. No errors. One man left. We are through eight and a half. 14-2 BYU over UVU on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. Kenny signs into the ballgame for the Cougars, and we've got a pinch hitter for UVU. It is number 24, Ethan Payne, backup catcher out of Benicia High School in California. Ethan Payne to hit for the first time, and Kenny signs his first pitch all the way back to the screen for ball one. Pretty impressive when you put runs on the board in every inning but two.
2: Yeah, absolutely. That's a recipe for success right there.
1: There's the 1-0 pitch. That's inside for a ball. Cougars uh, for the magic number night as they had uh, four in the second and four in the sixth. They lead 14 to 2 as Payne swings and misses. And they count two balls and one strike. Ethan Payne hitting for Payson Hayes. And that next pitch is over for a strike. Any signs on in relief for the Cougars? All fouled straight back.
2: Kenny threw in the inner squad yesterday and was fantastic. I was like, "Oh, that's the kid we saw all fall." So hopefully he's you know settling down and starting to get used to you know how he can help us.
1: Signs one win, two losses on the year, an ERA of. Just a little bit under 10. And it just seems like Sainz's is biggest issue this year has been throwing strikes. It He's has got been. 12 walks and 13 innings. He does have uh, 13 strikeouts. Also, opponents only hitting 273 against him. But boy, when you're putting that many guys on, just right, like right there, he walked the leadoff man here in the ninth. Pretty tough to have any success on the mound.
2: It really is, and that's the frustrating part is and he's a he's a competitive kid. You know, he doesn't want to walk people. He's just, for some reason, you know, he gets out there on the mound and just not all clicking for him.
1: Michael Beltran steps in. He will come up against signs. And the first pitch to Beltran is inside ball one. Top of the order. Due up next for UVU. There's a line shot base hit by Beltran. So the Wolverines with runners at first and second base here. In the ninth, nobody out. And looks like we're going to have a pinch hitter for Trevor Howell. Number one, that's Cody Hall. Another Salt Lake kid. Out of Salt Lake Community. Six foot, 180 pounder out of American Fork High School. So Hall coming in to hit. shown as an infielder
2: yeah he's a shortstop second base
1: Cody Hall this will just be his first at bat of the year he's played two games I guess defensively and first time he's been to the plate first pitch is over for a strike
2: yeah Cody's a fantastic infielder really good shortstop just struggled offensively when he was at Salt Lake
1: 0-1-1 pitches up high for a ball Signs even though he's 5'6". He's hitting 90 this year. That uh, fastball is at 87.
2: Yeah, strong arm. He's got great
1: stuff. It's just all about location with him. One ball, one strike. Popped up. Anderson, second baseman going out. Shallow center. Here in comes the center fielder. Perns makes the play. Great play by Perns. As that ball was hit... In front of Perns and behind Anderson and Sneeman, Perns came hard and made the play for out number one.
2: Yeah, really good play. Went a long way. I didn't think he was going to get there. Got another pinch hitter, number
1: 12. 12 for UVU is Skyler down. Davis. He's also a catcher.
2: He looks like a catcher.
1: He's a uh, sophomore out of Riverton High School. 5'10", 205. Signs interesting, to transfer out of Oklahoma, sat out last year, had the red shirt with the transfer rule, and and uh, had to kind of withstand that, see the Cougar success. I know he didn't uh, especially like that.
2: Yeah, he, he wanted to be a part <laughs> of it, and he's such a competitive little guy, and he, he wants to win, and he wants to help. So it's been tough to see him struggle this year.
1: No balls and a strike. Ball Right off the end of the bat, Sines picks it up. He'll throw to first base for out number two. And the, you know, and the thing about Sines, I know in the fall league, you thought he might be your number one guy, that leadoff guy at every series.
2: Yeah, his last three starts of our fall in our inner squads and in our blue and whites and our scrimmages against the, the Juco's that we can do and stuff, it was like he would throw three to four innings in an outing, and that was just scripted out. He'd always throw three or four. And it would be six or seven strikeouts, one hit. And it's like, man, this is the guy. At 88-91 at with the slider and changeup, it's like, man, this is our guy. And then he just came out this spring and hasn't been that guy all the time. Trevor
1: Peterson steps in. First pitch up a little bit high, ball one. Wolverines with runners at second and third base here in the bottom of the ninth.
2: You know, I thought he was getting it going when he, when he pitched against Auburn. He had a really good start. Had a, a, a no-hitter
1: going through three, and then all of a sudden... one old pitch popped up, should do it. Brian Sue, first baseman, and fair territory makes the play, and the Cougars win 14-2 over UVU to take both games with the Wolverines this year as the Cougars a good performance, especially going into this weekend series. Good momentum, yeah. especially guys, some guys that have struggled swinging the bats a little better
4: than yeah, that.
2: Get the bats going, get a victory, get some po- bullpen arms a chance to really get out there and pitch a little bit and get some confidence, get some confidence on at the plate, score 14 runs and really get going and that's a great way to start the week.
1: All right, we'll be back with the post game right after this on your New Skin BYU Sports Network. That's the last out. Great pitch on the outside corner, it gets him. Now let's hear from the
0: players and coaches in your BYU Baseball Post Game Show. Here's Brent Norton on the New Skin
1: BYU Sports Network. All right, Brennan Anderson, our player of the game. Brennan, fantastic effort tonight, three for five, six RBIs, grand slam home run, two-run double. Boy, it had to feel good to swing the bat well tonight and, uh, and get some runs up early.
3: Oh, it was awesome just to kind of get that swing, get things rolling. Uh, we saw just the team got going after that. So, I mean, that's why I'm here, trying to get the team going. So, hey, it's always good to put up four in one swing, though.
1: You know, the great thing is that uh, boy the Cougars were consistent. I mean they kept the pressure on every game all every inning. Yeah. Scored in every inning but two and a uh, real momentum boost going into this big Pepperdine series this weekend.
3: Oh yeah, it was I mean, we were talking uh with the hitters and in this park there's no lead is safe, so I mean we had to keep putting it on every single inning and I mean to put up that many runs going into this series this weekend it's it's we can't even I mean think of anything better than that. So
1: First uh, Grand Slam this year for the Cougars, uh, 3-1 count. Uh, were you looking for a particular pitch? Whatever pitch you were looking for, you must have got it because you hit it a long way. Well, i always looking
3: for that <laughs> fastball. <but laughs> yeah, I got my fastball. I got it up in the zone and and knew it off the bat. So
1: You come to the ballpark in a day like today, especially in this ballpark, with the wind blowing out, yeah. you know if you can ele- elevate something, you know you got a pretty good chance of hitting it out. So you had to be pretty excited when you got up there with the bases
3: juiced. I always love going up there with an (laughs) opportunity to drive somebody in, uh, get things rolling for sure.
1: Talk to us a little about this year. This Cougar team, uh, offensively, uh, a lot of veteran guys, a lot of guys that have put up big numbers in the past, including yourself. Uh, This year, it just – doesn't seem to be as consistent, you know, Mm -hmm. up and down the lineup like we've seen, especially last year. But I'm liking the signs of seeing guys swinging the bat better. And and kind of like last year, you know, struggle a little bit early, about 500 through 20 games and just took off.
3: Yeah. I mean, it's easy to, I mean, look at the numbers and think like what's going on. But at the same time, the good part with this team is we're, we have never panicked. We know things are going to get rolling. We had to figure out our identity. Last year we could walk up there and hit back-to-back-to-back to back to back yep. doubles, home runs. But this year we had, we had to come into our own a little bit. So, I mean, just stick with it, and I think good things are going to happen. You know, the
1: pitching's been awfully good. I mean, when you hold the Gonzaga team to – I think there were six earned runs in those three games or seven earned runs. And tonight, of UVU team in this ballpark, with that wind blowing out, I mean, the pitching's really been pretty good the last couple of weeks.
3: I mean, they've been awesome. When our pitchers throw strikes, they they can get anybody out, and we have a really good defense behind them. So when they throw strikes, um, they always turn out really well. And then our bats get rolling, too. So they've they've been awesome, and we've been proud of them.
1: Well, Brennan, as the captain, the senior of this team, been around a long time, great player. (laughs) Uh, what do you What do you tell your teammates going into Pepperdine? That's always been a place yeah. BYU has struggled a little bit. It right, right. hasn't really had their best. To, I mean, their efforts have been there, but just haven't had the great results.
3: Right, It's a field where it's exactly the opposite of this field. You go in there, and you may munch a ball there, but it doesn't go anywhere. So, I mean, you just got to go in there, be patient, and just stick with it With against those pitchers and everything. You can't get frustrated if you fly out to the track a couple times. It's kind of like Hawaii. You just stick with it and – get a couple of hits here and there and obviously play the game the right way and good things will happen.
1: All right, Brennan. Hey, it's been great uh, having you around for the last four or five years. Uh, you've done a great job, been a great uh, credit to the university. Uh, just keep things going, okay? Thank you. Appreciate Six it. Six RBI night. This will be one you won't forget. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Thanks, yeah, man. You betcha. Brennan Anderson, our player of the game, captain of the BYU team, a fantastic effort my by, uh, by Brennan tonight. Uh, we're going to be joined by uh, Coach Mike Littlewood here in just a moment. But uh, – really good job by the cougars uh, they went 14 to 2 14 runs 13 hits 2 errors for BYU Utah Valley two runs seven hits they all com- all also committed uh, two errors and now we're joined by uh, head coach Mike Littlewood and uh, coach uh, boy great tuesday night game for you got a chance to see a lot of pitchers guys doing a good job out there and and just consistently the the offense just putting the pressure on UVU every inning yeah
5: i mean b got us off to a good start with that uh, with his grand slam and you know what ran through my mind? Three one bases loaded, early innings. I'm thinking, do we want to? Do I want to give him the take here? I mean, it crossed my mind, <laughs> and then uh, it quickly. I'm, I'm passed. glad it left your mind. Yeah, it quickly passed, and uh, I'm he hit that, and I'm saying to myself, I'm sure as the ball's going going, I'm sure glad I didn't give him take on that, which I don't give take a whole lot. But it ran ran across my mind. But yeah, one through nine, I thought we did a great job. Mitch doesn't. Mitch McIntyre hit the nine hole, doesn't get uh, the bunt down, then puts together a good at bat to get to get a hit. Pernsey um, had a couple of rough at-bats and then turns around a double. So, yeah, I, one through nine, I was really proud of our guys.
1: And Brian Sue, one guy that, you know, coming into the year, I wouldn't expect him to have that the kind of production he's had. And I can't think of an at-bat that he, I mean, he hasn't, it hasn't been productive. I mean, yeah, the ground out RBI, right. whatever. I mean, you look back and the guy just is just as nails. I mean, he, he is he's unbelievably consistent.
5: He is, and he's and he's an intelligent baseball player too. I mean, you saw today his at bat. He's going to the right when he needs to go to the right side. He'll go to the right side. It's just it's he's man. He just really really impressed me with what he's doing this year and. Against really good pitching, too. Um, Leguina or Legumina or whatever. I mean, you say it. Yeah. He had a great at-bat against him on Saturday with a game on the line. I mean, he, like, he's 92-93 with a hard slider, and he puts together a great at-bat. I mean, I, I kind of like Brian sitting in the in the two-hole right now. I think, I think I, it was experimental because Keaton, I didn't want to, you know, with his hamstring, move, I bumped him down. But I kind of like it. Um, he's he's kind of a prototypical two-hitter, really.
1: Uh, Burp went four and two-thirds for you today. Uh, gave up four hits, two runs. I don't know what more you could expect out of your pitching staff these last couple of weeks. They've been dynamite.
5: Yeah, they really have. Uh, Kendall com- comes in and gives us a good two and two and a third. Um, you know, too bad, Bo. I just y- you can't just you can't oh, walk guys. One you know? one out. Yep, and um, I don't really care who gets the win. It's a right. team win. I would have liked to see Bo get the get the W. But you just can't walk, guys. I mean, that's and he knows that. But I, I was really proud of Kendall coming in and, and doing what he did. I mean, he's a guy we can really use if that's what we're going to get from him. So, I was I was happy. And then uh, Kenny comes in. Kenny's had command issues, we know that. Um, he walks the first guy and then then decides he's going to make some pitches. And and so I was proud of our guys all the way up and down.
1: You know, to hold a team and Utah Valley can hit the ball to two two runs in this ballpark in these kind of conditions with that wind howling out. That's a good effort.
5: Oh no doubt, and you know this team goes and you know they beat Northern Colorado two out of three the, the week before. They beat Irvine at Irvine two out of three. It's a good team. We caught them on a good night tonight, fortunately for us. But um, you know, and this is the only we're just playing them two games this year, and so we'll have to wait till next year to see to see the Wolverines. But um, really proud of our guys for sweeping Utah Valley this year. It's always I always think it's such an important game and series with uh, Utah and Utah Valley and, and you know we we were able to do it against these guys.
1: Hell with a couple hits, Kringling with a couple hits. Favero hit a ball hard tonight which was which was nice. Uh hit a got into a ball to center field. Mm-hmm. Uh, those are two guys that you know it seems to me are are pretty uh uh key to your success moving forward.
5: They really are because you you count on Brock, you count on Schneeman, you count on B, you count on Keaton. Perns has stepped up and Sue stepped up and if if Dave can just put together good quality at bats, and Nate kind of be a guy this year, um, and you know step up and not because he, he's not going to be on the under the radar this year. I mean he's a guy that people are going to pitch to, yeah. and he's hitting sixth in our lineup. He's so that's obviously a key guy for us. And if we get those two guys going, and Mitch Mitch McIntyre at the bottom can put together some good at bats like he has been, we could be pretty tough. I mean I really really like this team.
1: All right, Coach, well, hey, heading to California, a little warmer down there. Man, it was cold out there tonight with that wind oh. blowing. And uh, it'll and, be fun. And you, uh, you're
5: saying that sitting up here. Believe me, yeah, it was cold it, down I, there. I was cold
1: in here. <laughs> I can't imagine being there. Uh, Pepperdine and, uh, let's see, who were they really playing tonight? Oh, uh Santa Barbara, 3-3, called oh. the darkness in oh, the 10th. Wow. <laughs> uh, you know, it went to 10, and I said, hey, they're not going to get that thing in because it's going to get dark, yeah, and then we, no then we got there. word. So uh, a tie game, 3-3. Uh, hope, should be Hope a fun they use se- all their pitchers. Yeah, that's right. Should be a fun <laughs> series down there. As you mentioned, uh, that ballpark presents different challenges. It's kind of like Hawaii a little bit yeah. in that, in that it's, a, it's not a huge ballpark, but it, the ball doesn't carry you well there, so it's a little bit of a d- different mindset
5: yeah and you have to if you hit home runs it's got to be down the line but i you know our team's i think more suited to play there this year than we have in the in the previous five years that we've been here at b y u because we're not you know we don't have the Colton shavers who are going to hit long fly balls and they're going to go and they're going to go out we have i thought what what you saw tonight was really good at bats by guys like we have second third no outs, so we hit a ground ball the second score run move them over then we get a ground ball that um, that scores the next guy, and that's manufacturing runs instead of trying to hit three doubles in a row. It's hard to score that way. And so I like the way our team can score this year. We can r- run a little bit more. And so I, I feel like uh, we're going to see a great pitcher, Will Jensen, on Thursday. 92-93, good change. He's six-four, good downhill. It's going to be a challenge, but they're going to see a good guy in Jordan Wood too. Right. I'm, I'm really looking forward to, to going down there.
1: Okay, Coach, congrats on the big win tonight. Uh, we'll see you down at uh, Malibu in a couple of days and uh, on for more West Coast Conference action. All right, thanks, Brett. You bet. Uh, Mike Littlewood, head coach of the BYU Cougars. Cougars win tonight by a score of 14-2 to over UVU. I'd like to thank uh, Cole Wiesiger back at the station for his great job and uh, work on the board. Also, uh, Tuckett Slate for his great work on the color commentary. And uh, just remind fans we'll be back on the air on ESPN 960, 94.5, and also BYU Radio and all its apps. Uh, on Thursday afternoon, 4 o'clock here, Utah time, 3 o'clock West Coast, BYU and the waves of Pepperdine. With that, we'll say so long from UCCU Ballpark in Orem.